Welcome, welcome. You are listening to The Discussions. Welcome. Uh, this is the discussions. My name is Eric Castro. To the right, we have Sky Henry, and across from us, we have Elder Dustin Lawrence. This is the third Lawrence we've interviewed. How are you, Dustin? I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. So we need first off to know where you served and what years you served. Uh, I served in the Kentucky Louisville Mission from nineteen yeah ninety seven to nineteen ninety nine. Louisville. He's saying it right. He's saying it right, and we're very proud of you. It's, <laughs> it's the only way to say it. Louisville. Just, just like you have a, you know, a couple nuts in your mouth, and it's, it comes out. Louisville. <laughs> did, you, did you know an Elder Heron from Wyoming? Uh, name probably sounds familiar, but maybe. I don't know. I don't remember when he served, but I just, it just flashed into my mind that he served Louisville. He was a kid that one of my red, like pretty good friends. I'll have to text him and find out when he, when he served. No small world. It's and especially in the church. Yeah. Yes. So it could have been. Uh let's start at the beginning. Uh we like to ask I just We like to ask um leading up to your mission, you are the first of eventually what would be five brothers that served missions in your family. You set this precedent that this is what was going to happen, but did you feel that pressure going into it that yeah? Like, you know, yeah, when I turn 19, I'm going to put my papers in and serve a mission. Was there any debate or thought that went into it, or was it just something that was expected? I think it was, um, I don't know if there was much debate. It was kind of expected, but, I mean, it just kind of happened, too. At the same time, I was like, you know, mom mom did most of the stuff, right? She set up the, the uh, you know, getting your medical stuff done. Patty, your, Patty's you know. a saint by now. I mean, she sent five kids. I mean, yeah. she really did it. Yeah. Got, so, your, got your Eagle Scout taken care yep, of. For I, you. Well, I had to get my Eagle Scout to get my driver's <laughs> license, or else I wouldn't have been driving. So I barely skimmed that by. So again, the mission was probably the same way. It's kind of just skimmed by. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "You better go. This is what, this is what this needs to happen." But uh, no, um, I mean, it was kind of like, yeah, because I mean, as as Eric knows, I mean, our family is pretty big, so a lot of people were going, and and there's about oh, 18 of us. Yeah, about 18 of us, all close to the same age. So we were all already going or gone. And so it was just kind of a routine, you know, it was it, I don't I want to say it was expected because I had to make somewhat of a decision. Either I was going to tell my mom, no, no way I'm not going. Or I would have told my bishop while I was in getting interviewed going, wait, am I sure I'm doing this for right, two years? Right. <laughs> you know, so I, I, it's expected. And I don't know to me now and We'll go into that a little bit, but I even, my brother and I, uh, Jimmy and I were talking about this the other day. He's like, because my daughter will be a senior next year. And he's like, well, is she going to be going on a mission? I go, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they, because they can go now at 18, right, or 19, right? right? right. So I, I, I don't think I'm pressuring my kids as much as I guess I felt like I had. Yeah. I don't know if it was pressure either, but if they go, it's great. If they don't, Either way, right. you know, um, I want, I really want them to make it, it's, it's their decision that they go, yeah, I feel like this is what I want to do. And I, and I think that's how it should be, but I think there's, there's definitely different dynamics, especially within the church. 
that culture, like, well, no, you're going on your mission. Like, right. You're, you, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And, and I think a lot of times you miss out on the opportunity of the person making the decision for themselves. Right. And I think that has a more positive, you know, reaction when they're actually out there. Yeah. Cause I mean, we all had companions, right? They yeah. said they were all forced to go and yeah. stuff like that. And were they, some did really well and some, they just were like, man, I really don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm just here cause I have to do my time. And that's, you know? and that's the interesting thing. And I think we've talked about that in the past as well. Cause I mean, I think ultimately, you know, mission's a good thing. I think, I think we can all agree oh, yeah. with that. And that's the, that's the hard line is, well, do we, do we make it obligatory and get people out there? Because, you know, hopefully they have that, that experience that, you know, flips the switch for them and maybe that's the change they need, or maybe that's, you know, the push in the opposite direction where they rebel against because it's human nature to rebel against anything that's forced upon. You. Right. 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 And I think, I think to some extent, sometimes like you were almost saying, it's not like someone came out and told you like, right. Hey, this is going to happen when you're this age, but maybe in passing and, and you know, Oh, well, you know, next year you'll be on a mission. Like not saying, Hey, you're going to go, but just being like flipping about, I think my mom would do things like that. Like, well, you know, you know, you'll be on a mission for two years and then come back and do this. Or she it's almost like, you're, yeah, 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 great yeah. saleswoman. Right there out of the Christina gate. Castro, great saleswoman. <laughs> ABCs always be closing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. So I think, I think that's kind of, because I think some people get it twisted that like fight against the church will say things like, Oh, they pressure, pressure, pressure. And it's like, well, I don't think it's as direct as, you know, regardless, like it's as direct as some people make it across to be, if that makes any sense. It's not like some people are sitting their kids down and being like, listen, if you don't go to church, when to disown you, the kids may feel that that maybe what happens. I would argue. I bet you there are. There are. No, I would argue there are. I I, I would bet. I bet there are for sure. But I think some kids like read into things a little yeah. bit different. No, I agree. So I agree. Well, and, and to go with that, like with my kids, right. There's, there's a point in my life. I wasn't as active as, as I should have been. Right. And my kids and they, they now, and here I am in the bishopric as well now. So it's like, okay, you know, so, I mean, there, there's days that like, dad, do we have to go? I'm like, it's up to you, but yes, you're going, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know so, there, there's those type of things. You don't right? make me sit up there on the stand, <laughs> looking down, looking for you guys. If I don't see you in there, then no empty seats. Then nobody gets ice cream. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. You know, something like that. You know, but no, th- those are things that you know. You go, oh man, you know. Um, but I don't think we. I, I. I don't think I pressure. I didn't feel any pressure of it. Um, I, I. I knew it was something I. I should have. Should be doing. In. In the back of my mind, yeah. this is what I should be doing. This is my next step in this. In. In my life. You know, so it wasn't like, oh, I already had, I'm going to be going to school for, you know, four years and everything that way. And then maybe do whatever, whatever I was going to go into. Right. And that was just part of life. Um, it was just that I knew I went to school. I, I mean, I went to school after high school right. uh, went and went to slick and then, oh, there, then I put my papers in. It was going. So right. it wasn't like, oh, man, I'm going to be missing out on something. It was even my buddies were going, you know, a couple of buddies weren't going, but you know, Hey, most of them were going and things like that. So it didn't feel like that was out of the norm. So. Right. right. Well, any, anything else leading up to the call? Were there any expectations that you had for where you wanted to go? you we talked about this a little bit before we started, but your father served in Brazil. Were you expecting or desiring to go outside of the country to learn a language? What kind of expectations did you have before you actually opened your call? So I, I really, for some reason wanted to go to Australia. That was my thing. I don't know why, 
I, that's where I wanted to go. Right. And that's where I didn't, I did want to go out of the country. I, I did. I didn't think anything of it, you know, but I go, man, Australia would be so cool. And that's, I don't know where that came from or what it was, you know, but, um, you know, th- that's where I wanted, I felt like I was going. And to go to going right before I opened up my mission call, I had a dream. It was vivid that I opened, that I was going to Louisville, Kentucky. Before, oh, before I even opened up my call. That's awesome. It was, a, it was the craziest thing. I didn't tell anybody about it until I opened it, and then I'm like, it was like deja vu type right. of thing happening. Right. So like, what the heck? Well, you don't tell anyone about those things because it's like one <laughs> of those. then you feel a little crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then if you're wrong, because I think about that with like, with like Lehigh, and he's like going out and being like, yeah, so I had this dream. Well, even Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith didn't even tell his parents he'd seen God. Like he was <laughs> right? just kind of like, he went and told the pastor, but he's like, he might believe me. I'm not telling my parents. Like, yeah, they'll just laugh me out of, the, yeah. out, of the, out of the room. Yeah, it'll be more fence digging. <laughs> Do you remember what your reactions were when you had the dream? Like, did you think like, oh, that's cool? Or like, no, it oh. felt like, yeah, that's where I should be going type okay. of thing. It was calm. I mean, it wasn't anything like, oh, man, why Kentucky, you know, right. type of thing. It was that was it was very like it was a vivid, colorful dream. You know, you can have those ones that are just like in straight right. color and everything that way. Um, but, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was one of those things. That Dreams like, were in color in the 90s? Yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we just barely got our own, my own color TV. Right, and, yeah. <laughs> my VCR was working just fine. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, okay, so you get that call. Any Anything interesting or anything you want to touch on between opening your call, seeing that it's a Kentucky-Louisville mission, and entering the MTC? Well, just just learning about stuff is what I basically did. You know, you opened up. There wasn't Google. Right. So right. I open up encyclopedia. an encyclopedia, yeah. right? Encyclopedia Britannica and going, okay, what, okay, this is what this is. You know, tobacco's their main thing, all this other <laughs> stuff, you know, and things like that. There's blue people. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> we'll get into that too. There's some, I got some stories <laughs> that will definitely take us to a whole nother level. But um, yeah, I mean, just learning uh, about the surroundings. I mean, you kind of knew, okay, yeah, you know, the, Tobacco is big tobacco. Of course, you know it was the South, so you're thinking, okay, Bible, Bible Belt type of situation. Um, just I, I didn't think like, oh man, I should know my Bible a lot better, but uh, I learned it very quickly, <laughs> right, right, um, out there. But yeah, it was exciting. I mean, just knowing, okay, it's it's going to be harder than heck when you get there too. I mean, yeah. I've never I've never lived in. I mean, you go visit, right? in the south and in the east coast where there's humidity but you don't think about it and then all of a sudden you're living in it right and it's a whole right. different situation I, you know what i just thought of? we this is our fourth interview with someone that served down south yeah we had someone in georgia we had someone in south carolina south carolina and missouri Missouri. Yeah. well we're we're going to be experts on the south maybe by the end of this. Yeah. Had, had you had any experience in the south of the midwest before the mission so the um midwest i i uh we went to a rugby tournament in okay. Minnesota. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, we traveled East Coast quite a bit. I mean, Washington, D.C. type stuff in New York and that, but not into the, the, that type of southern right. states. Farthest would be Virginia, okay. right? But, no, not, yeah. a, not a whole lot. Okay. So let's enter, let's enter straight into the MTC then. Uh, what were, how long were you there? What were your experiences like? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Indifferent? 13 days. Jeez Louise. <laughs> 13 days. So, you know, I walked in there and just, you know, like, oh, my gosh, who are, like, all these people. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, this is this is ridiculous type of thing. You know, <laughs> just a mass of people walking in there, and then okay, and then you're saying goodbye to everybody, right? <laughs> mom's in tears, you know, because she's uh, you, you know, mom's in tears, just like. Well, yep. See ya. And they, they go one way. Go, was he out of there before you were out of there? Because I can imagine that happening. Yeah, he just told me, "Don't come home in a body bag." Because no. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were the first missionary for your family. Yeah, right? first uh, first uh, for my. And dad, I would imagine family. for moms, that and the last one are probably the hardest. <laughs> the hardest, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, I I mean, I didn't think anything of it because it's like, what are you getting into? It's like a fog, right? You're just like, what is happening? <laughs> Okay, you know, walking in and you're in your suit and going, I have to be in a suit for two years. I have to do all this. And didn't think everything's going to be weird, you know. And I didn't think it was. It was fun. We had fun. I mean, I was in a threesome in in the MTC, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a, one of our teachers was was there at that mission. So she knew our President Flake at the time. So she was telling us all about him and stuff like that. So. To me, it was learning the scriptures because I don't think I focused on that very much at all. Right. You know, that that's the crazy thing. So I don't remember. This is bad. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is just throwing the bus right over the top of my own self, right, driving the bus over me. But when they went over the first vision, I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I never knew that. I, I mean, I, either I didn't pay attention in primary or – even seminary or something. You I mean, know what's funny is that we interviewed your brother Matt a couple weeks back, and he said he's like, "Hey," he was saying in the MTC, he was like to the guy next, he's like, "Did you know Christ came to the Americas?" <laughs> I mean, these are th- these are. I mean, apparently our family's horrible, but I mean, or we just didn't pay attention, right? But it's like, oh man, that's pretty cool. So my, you, you know, your testimony builds pretty fast, and those few days that yeah. I was there, I mean, of course. Again, you guys were there probably a little bit longer than I was. I mean, it was like doing just your routine, and you're 13 days, and you're like, oh, we're leaving in just a few days. Right, right. So, I mean, we didn't have to acclimate as much as some of the foreign um, speaking and everything that way. So you were like, uh, yeah, we're, we're here for 14 days, and you're pretty much don't unpack too much because right. Right. you know. Back I think back that's out. cool, though, because our focus was language. Yeah, maybe. And we've talked about how handicapped you are even when you begin your mission because you're supposed to be a missionary and you can't even be a missionary because you can't even speak to people. Yeah. And so I think the neat thing about speaking English or speaking um, your your native language is that you get to immediately just dive into doctrine, building yourself and, and, and helping your own testimony and faith so that you can share that with other people, which I think is something... That's awesome. Whereas, I, I, again, I do know that we, we did testimony building things. We had personal study in our own language and, and all that stuff. But our, the big focus throughout the day was SYL, speak your, or speak your language, not your native tongue, but the language you were learning. Yeah. But I, I know for me, for whatever reason, like having that separation was almost empowering. Look, I'm foreign in every sense of the word. Like when I get there, like I'm just going to go for it because I'm – alien to these people anyways right. or i almost think if i went stateside it's like almost more anxiety of right. approaching someone that's like well i'm more familiar with cultures and like you know coming up and approaching someone out of the blue is a little strange but it was like for me there's almost that degree of separation where it's like well everything is completely new so me going and approaching someone on the street and talking about jesus christ isn't a big deal isn't a big deal because yeah. everything is foreign to me right now right 
That makes sense. That makes sense. Anything else you want to touch on before we leave the MTC? I mean, we had fun. I mean, it was still it was still a blast. I mean, for I mean, not scout as, camp, as Eric says. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. scout camp. It, it really is. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, you, you've got the yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've got the you know the what six guys or four guys? I can't remember what we four had. Four guys in a room. Normally. Yeah, four guys in a room and. And then you go and then go shower at the Tree of Life, and uh... so you did have the Tree of Life. Let's talk about this because I think they got rid of it because of shenanigans that happened. Oh, there was all it was kinds just of stalls. But you're talking about just like your old gym's gym locker room showers, showers yeah. around it. Yep, you're 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 as you're as free as a jaybird in front of everybody else, and I'll, it just uh, hopefully the water's not too cold. L- so listen, I'll be honest. If that would I, I that was one of my biggest fears going on the mission was one of them was memorizing discussions and luckily preach my gospel would come out and we didn't have to do that. And another one was showering in front of others because even when I played hockey, I would go home and shower. I wouldn't shower. <laughs> what? Yeah, I would go home. I'd be like, "Hey, you get because I didn't because the games were at night and I was like, "Okay, I'm going home." Yeah, because like that was a big fear of mine. Like. Now as an adult, it's kind of like, well, whatever. Everyone's got an ugly body, and it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's funny. Like this is kind of an anecdote, side story. But, but my dad in junior high, the boys would just do swim practice naked. Like that was a common thing. <laughs> wow! Like in the sixties and seventies, that's just what it was. Because like, it was just you know, all the dudes. It didn't right. matter. Yeah. yeah. So you would do swim naked. Like that was just what happened. <laughs> And uh, yeah, society's definitely. I would have been killed. That. I would have yeah, been yeah, killed. Poor little Eric, poor little Eric Castro would well, not have survived. I'm glad that. your dad didn't have to wrestle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they stopped at the wrestling. It's just the swimming. Was the that was the line. Yeah. They're like, no, can't do it there. That's funny. That's awesome. Well, cool, cool. Um, so flying into Louisville, I'm, I'm assuming they didn't make you walk there. Um, any first impressions? Who's there waiting for you at the airport? If you can remember. Oh yeah. Uh, so. Biggest thing was, of course, then, again, my parents could come to the airport. airport, Oh, that's right. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So they met met us at the airport because there was not as much regulation as there is now, right? So they walked with us, walked with me to the airport uh, to to get on the plane. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that's... Do you remember having a lot of time? Because my brothers left in the 90s, and I remember we were, like, at the airport all day. And I don't know if it's because I was a kid. No, it was a few hours. I mean, but it was probably three or four hours. Ride. I would yeah, say it was three or four hours earlier because yeah. you were, you were piled, I think it was piled in the bus or, or, yeah, I think it was a bus or vans. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and ship you down to the airport. Yeah. You just had your pass and everything and nobody else was there. I mean, it's just your guys are, okay, you guys are all going to Louisville. You're, you're getting shipped that way, you know, so um, – yeah, and then hanging out there, talking to my brothers, and they're like, you know, it's like two weeks ago, so it's not not like a big deal. It's like, right, hey, right, how are you doing? Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, yeah, and then you know, giving hugs again one one last time and saying see ya. Um, like to me, you know, like how they are now that these guys can Skype and text yeah. and everything to me is so weird, and I think it's odd, but um, but it's odd probably coming from other people listening going well why well, can't you can't talk to your parents you, right, you can't yeah. do what what right what? right you know, so but um but i mean that was i one one time that uh um my my dad the first time he told me he loved me and then <laughs> seriously i mean you know i mean eric knows my dad yeah so he's not a very emotional guy right gives me a big hug i think my 
grandma and grandpa, grandma and grandpa, both right. sides were there. Right. Um, you know, it's like a whole big ordeal, right? Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, basically it was love you, dust. Don't come home in a body bag. You know, that was it. That was, that was, I mean, and that was to one? me was very sentimental. I'm like, wow, my dad just told me he loved me. I didn't think, you know, oh, oh, yeah, don't die. Okay, you, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember with your farewells? Because I remember the church came out and, like, stopped how farewells were done. Because I remember for my brothers, like, they got to organize, like, the entire farewell. Like, yes. right. grandpa's giving the opening prayer. Yeah, and that's you how know, ours was, You can yeah. choose your whole family. He's mm-hmm. going to talk that time. So do you remember Mom's your farewell say, being that way? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, ours was the same way. Yeah, and I don't, I think that was a little bit... I want to say is probably that, but yeah, when Matt, Johnny, that time, I don't know how, yeah, whenever those, like you guys, yeah. that's about when they started changing yeah, that. Because then the church come out and say, yeah. hey, we're, we're, we're not. This is still, this, this is, is taken still sacrament. From, yeah, yeah so. Taking away from yeah. the meaning of this. Yeah, yeah, more of a, hey, you know, it's a big party, right. you know, type of thing. Right. Which makes sense, you know. No, it does. I think it does. I'm on board with that kind of thing. Yeah. I think, I think people get too, too carried away with the, with the to do around going on a mission instead of mm-hmm. focusing on like what, what you're doing. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, so cool. Okay. So you, so yeah, you have that reunion in the airport and then you're on the plane. Now you're, you're on going. the plane and you're going, um, you get there again. I, I asked you that earlier, but we, we, we rewinded. Do you remember anyone waiting for you? Do you remember if it was, it was APs? Yeah, it was APs. Okay. So the president wasn't there. Um, uh, we met him at the, at the, at the house. Um, so the APs there picked us all up. Um, Saying, hey, nice to meet you guys, elders, da 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 da, all that stuff. You know, and some of us still had our dots on our name tag. And <laughs> Wait, that was that only fun. for the first day. You guys just kept them on? Yeah, we left them. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we were there for what, 13 days? <laughs> yeah. So, really, I barely showered. You know, <laughs> you know? so um, I remember getting off the plane, though, in Louisville and just being hot and hearing locusts. It was the weirdest yeah. thing, just the cracking, right? in the trees and everything that way. And cause it was August, um, when I got there. So August of 97. So it was hot. You get out and you're like, Oh my gosh, can I take my jacket off? This is you know, you're like, what can I, can I do? What can and can right. I do? You know, type of thing. So, um, in the APs had their jackets on because they were trying to get up, put a good first impression. Right. right? <laughs> right. Hey, this is how these, right. these, right. this, this is how, how things really do. are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah. is, this is the gold. Did, did they not have a rule then that, because I, I know in some stateside missions, at least now, it's from conference to conference, you don't have to wear your suit coat. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. So, but it basically was that. So then once you got there and you, I swear we were in the mission home forever, you know, because then you'd go sit and I can't remember how many guys came with us or how many people at that transfer, right? Um, just walking into the house and, uh, you know, he's, saying goodbye to some elders that were leaving and sisters and stuff like that. And, you know, basically saying goodbyes and doing the interviews, you know, to, Oh, so you were mixed up with this, with a group that was also leaving. Right. Interesting. In in the home. So, um, they were flying out like the next day or whatever. And I just remember this house, just the basement was one couple of rooms were full bunk beds. That's where we slept that night. Right. Um, we slept in in the home and met with the mission president and then, the next morning is then that's when he told you where you were going, what, what area you were going to, who's your companion and stuff like that. So, um, you said president flake. Yeah. Is that Joel, correct? Yeah. Joel flake. And can you, can you go into some detail about, uh, president flake? Oh, he was awesome. So older gentleman, I mean, older gentleman looking, he's, he's probably seventies now I would say. Um, but 
once I got to know him, the guy was amazing, like just totally energetic, everything that way. I mean, he's probably like five, seven, five, eight, just a smaller guy. And, uh, you know, just very energetic. And his wife was a sweetheart. And, he, and then they had their kids with them too. He had three or four daughters with them as well. So they would go on splits with the, the sister missionaries and stuff, some of his younger kids. And he had a son on a mission too somewhere else um, as well. So awesome. I mean, we, we did some, we had some fun tracting and doing some different things within the mission with, with President Flake. And he was all in it. And it was all about cool. baptisms and, um, the one nice thing is we didn't have to keep track of numbers Interesting. as much as some, like some of my other buddies and probably as some other missions, yeah. it wasn't, he wasn't big pushing. Like you have to knock on X amount of doors. Right. You have to do this many discussions in a week. We tracked all that, but it wasn't like we had to report all like, it was not a big thing about numbers that way. But we, I mean, um, we had our, we had our newsletter, or it was called the Thrasher, right? Um, that everybody got, or at Zone Conference um, type of thing. So everybody, you knew how many people. Everybody's names, all the people that baptized, their names were on there. Um, so you knew how many baptisms were happening in in the mission each month. That's so, cool. Yeah, but it wasn't cool. like you guys need to go do ten discussions this today, or knock on fifty doors, or whatever that way. We didn't have. It wasn't that way. So it was more freedom. He was more, I think, ahead of the curve with um, uh, Preach My Gospel. Because, of course, we did discussions um, towards my end of my mission. Um, I served in Fort Knox. So I was a zone leader, and uh, we would go teach the, the new privates and stuff like that on base in the basement of the Catholic Church or the whatever, the non-denominational church that right. was on base. And... Uh, We'd teach all six discussions at one time. Then the next week we would baptize them. Holy cow. So, so it was my zone, my area. And then the APs would come and we'd do interviews and then quickly take them upstairs into the Catholic font and push them down. So these are people. I shouldn't say push them down. We did have to push them down because it was a small, it was like a coffin. It was the craziest (laughs) thing I've ever seen in my life. So how are you finding these, these, these people you're going on base and saying, Hey, who's interested in this or so there would be. So, and, and just as a caveat, feel free to jump around where there's okay. no, there's no reason for us to go in order here. Okay. Uh, so for those, uh, cause there would people that go to, um, you know, Catholic church, they would go to Presbyterian, they'd go to Methodist and everything like that. The base had that. Then the churches were used at certain times. Right. Um, and people that, um, didn't have church or didn't have a, a, a religion, right. They would send them to us. So how we, did you get that deal worked out? That's sweet. I don't know how it happened. It just <laughs> happened. That's how we did it. That was that area. Right. And that's what we, that's what we did. So, and we, we do a, a small sacrament and then, um, and it was in this basement and, and do some talks and things like that. And, uh, um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of fun. Cause those, they, those privates and stuff like that, I mean, hopefully they stuck, right? right. But I, I don't know because they were so broke down mentally and, and physically. Man, they were grabbing onto anything they yeah. could. I mean, if God <laughs> right. was real, it was, it was yeah. I have to have something that, that says, you know, I'm going to be going, going to war type right. of thing. You know? Right, so, right. 
um, that, so there was a few that, you know, said, Hey, it's probably not for me yet, you know, and that was fine. But there were some that were like, yeah, next week I'll, I'll get baptized because we didn't have to worry about, <coughs> excuse me. We didn't have to worry about them smoking, them drinking. They couldn't as a, in, as a new recruit. They're they not do womanizing. Anything. Yeah, they're not, they can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much, this is the way it is. I mean, we, there's members that were, uh, drill sergeants that were not active, but they would make them go. Hmm. I mean, and drill sergeants, they would tell us, they go, I can tell them to do whatever they want. They have to follow, <laughs> they have to do exactly what I say. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so it wasn't like they, they were being forced, but they, I mean, I mean, th- those were the probably the best discussions I ever had because it was kind of like preach my gospel. We kind of jumped around. It wasn't like you were following you, all six right. discussions in a row. You felt you, like you were guided by the Spirit. Yeah, like, a yeah. lot more to do do it that way. And and, and it was when I was there, I'm like, President, I think we should do it this way because um, I can't do, you know, three discussions and three discussions and because they could be gone. Right. Right? He's like, well, if you guys can do all six in that one time, do it. And if they pass the, you know, after the APs interview them and they say, yeah, then go ahead. So, How many baptisms do you think you had from all of that then? In uh, I was there probably six or seven months. I was like 33 or 30, 37. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. So we were cooking every morning. I mean, we had to get there. We had to be done before mass started at 9 a.m. So we were baptized. We would do our thing. An interview, and then so wait, they had mass in this building as well. Yeah, because yeah. it's a non-denominational, so everything so, was like that's incredible. Right. So you're like baptizing people where they have and, mass. And then we're that's trying, like when we're trying to mop up the floor and put everything back, put the candles back, put everything back, <laughs> so the the you know the that they could be ready for for mass. I mean, because it was it was like a it was probably the tub. Is it a tub? Yeah, it was a tub. Basically, it was four feet long and about two and a half feet wide. So, and there was a part that you'd stand in, and then where, where your knees hit is where you bent, and so your feet would be farther down, and then the APs and all of us would be pushing them down, making sure everything went under underwater. Wow. Hmm. So, and that's how we made sure they, that everything was under. Everybody was watching to make sure. That's crazy. I've never. No, yeah. I've never. That's that's a trick. So, did you have any like? Any like hesitation in like having everyone putting their hands on the person to push them under? No. Well, when there was women, yeah, we were like, oh, we, we can't touch <laughs> right, a girl, right, you right. know, type of thing, <laughs> you know. But I mean, you always felt that awkward when you're a missionary, anyways. When a girl would come closer, you're like, or, yeah, hey, you have don't right, touch right. me. You know, you're yeah. cringing and going, yeah. where, where, where do we want? Where do you want me to put and my hands? Yeah, I, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. you feel like uh, 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 what's it, Talladega? <laughs> I don't know what to do. What with do my I hands. do with my hands? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ricky Bobby, Ricky That's Bobby, funny. and your hands start coming up into your face. You know. So, but yeah, I mean, other than that, no, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. And that I was mean, near the, the end of your mission. That was, tw- yeah. That was the- so, do you remember getting there and thinking, man, this is a sweet gig? Like, but yeah, because I was on. Tr- I basically I couldn't. We didn't track, couldn't track or anything on base. So my that area was for me to go. I'd just go on splits every single day, or cool. I'd say, okay, I'm coming to your guys. I'd just plan it. I'm coming to your guys' area this week, and and we'll be sleeping at your apartment, and we're, this is what we're going to do, have it all planned. So that way we can hit a lot more people. Um, so my companion can go splits, and I can go with whoever, right. and just rock and roll. So 
And, uh, yeah, so that was how that was. I remember I loved splits for the work, but I hated sleeping in other apartments. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. the worst because you, you were sleeping on the couch right. or on the floor, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, i got to pack all my stuff. And that's – I mean – It's a sleepover. It is a sleepover. We would just and sleep you, in the bed, but it's like you're sleeping in someone else's bed. And it was that was just weird. It yeah, like that. yeah. I never slept with There's less roaches at some of the other places. <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs> That's awesome. So you had President Flake your whole mission then? Yeah, for till the last month. Oh, so, so they split had... They split the mission a month before I left. So it turned into uh, the Ohio-Cincinnati mission. So Kentucky-Louisville mission to Ohio-Cincinnati, which kind of split right down the middle. So uh, Western Kentucky was all Louisville, and then Eastern Kentucky was part of the Ohio-Cincinnati mission. Crazy. Awesome. Well, let's, we, again, we're good jumping around everywhere, but a, a companion we always like to hear about is the trainer. So can you tell us a little bit about your first companion, um, impressions, how that went? Uh, did your president interview you and place you with someone or did he already know who you were going to be with? I, I, I'm sh- I think he probably knew cause where somebody was getting transferred. Right. Um, but my, my trainer and I went down because it was an area he wasn't familiar with either so we got put together and we went to madisonville kentucky um my companion as a whitewash so you guys whitewash madisonville uh no because there was another set so there's four of us oh, so it was, it, okay so it you was, guys are kind of coming into work okay, yeah okay, interesting. yeah so it was basically yeah so there's two sets of missionaries in in madisonville so yeah we kind of bunked it with them and that was a bigger apartment so we all had our you know had our own room not our own room each companionship had their, their own room, room. Yeah. so um, and I can't believe I, I can't remember his name and I feel so bad, but he was a really good dude. Um, uh, very, we'll call him elder Smith. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was, he was very, uh, meticulous and I'm not, so okay. it was good. It was a good pairing. Um, cause I, I like to fly by the seat of my pants basically. Um, uh, I've learned to evolve to be more organized and stuff like that i learned that also on my mission which i thought was really good but he was very regimented right and i that was that was something that was hard for me to be right. regimented as well as a missionary and saying oh you've got to be up at 6 30 oh you've got to be in bed by nine or whatever it was i can't remember i can't remember that was a long time ago too <laughs> but, um but just having that regimen was was a tough thing for me yeah. because i mean for me i'm a, i'm a night person i mean up till one o'clock in the morning and then could be up at five thirty or whatever and doing that thing. So that was, that was probably the toughest thing, but also just getting in the routine of waking up, doing scripture study, doing what we needed to doing prayers and everything that way. And like you should. And, and that was probably the hardest thing for me to go. Oh, okay. You know, um, and going through our, our book and reading through the white Bible and all that stuff to, what the rules are. Explain the white Bible for listeners who may not be familiar with that term. So it's basically the rules and regulations as a missionary, right? What you should be doing, what you can be doing, what you could do better, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's basically you read through a chapter or whatever. I can't remember how they go, but, um, I think as, as companionship study, you were like like with us, like part of it, like you'd read a little bit out of it. Yeah. You read a little bit out of it. And then it wasn't, Preach. It was kind of like preach my gospel, but it wasn't. It was a different binder that we had that we had to study. Um, okay. Kind of the same type of thing. And did it have the discussions in it? And yeah. So it had what related to those discussions and things like that. So and then you get used to a flip chart and doing that. But of course, the flip chart had some cheat sheets on the back, so you could 
what pitcher was fl- flipping right. where and everything that way. So it was just getting into that routine and, and understanding. And, and, you know, first day, I mean, we got there in the afternoon and, uh, you know, met the other companionship and um, said, okay, we're, we've, got, we've got this set up. Oh, and we have dinner tonight. Um, we have dinner. <laughs> Those guys had dinner. We didn't. So we had to do, do our own thing and try to, of course, also going to the grocery store and trying to get things figured out and um, hauling your bike I mean, right. and going, okay, well, let's figure out where. It's not like we had Google Maps or anything. Uh, we're asking the other others, well, where's the closest grocery store so we can go get at least get our supplies and stuff like that. So And back in the day, I mean, it was just, you know, you go straight for four blocks, you turn right on this street, <laughs> yeah, and, you know. Yeah, it was pretty much it, yeah. I mean, I'm like, holy crap, and it's hotter than heck, you know. At least I had my short sleeve shirt, you know, white shirt and no jacket, which was nice, but that, yeah, that was, that was. So do you remember any, any tension between you and your trainer because of that, or was that kind of internal tension of yourself? Well, more internal. Okay. Cause he was a really good dude. He was very chill. Okay. Um, so I didn't, I mean, I didn't ever have a problem with him at all. So it was more just matter of fact, Hey, yeah. we just follow the rules. Like yeah. I'm not going to yeah. get in a pissing match with yeah. you. We just, no, this is what we do. And he's, he was out for maybe a year, maybe a year and a half. Okay. So not, not, not I mean, not like he was ready to go home type of thing, but yeah, no, but we were, we were together for, uh, three or four months, maybe. Um, um, did you bike most of your mission? Yeah, I did until I was a zone leader. And even as a district leader, I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car until I was a zone leader. Did you aspire to a car or did you guys kind of like the suffer fest of like, Oh, I can bike and I can, and I can, miles. yeah, we could bike. It was fine. I mean, there were some companionships where I had a car. And we're like, dude, I mean, that'd be awesome to have a car right now. Especially sometimes, <laughs> some sometimes during the winter and sometimes during the summer, you're like, oh, it'd be great to just be in an air conditioned car, <laughs> you know. But it was, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. Right, okay. right. Um, Somebody always was close enough that had a car if we needed to go. For right. it. If you needed something, yeah. Um, what were your first impressions of the people in Kentucky? It was a little bit. T- Madisonville was uh, everything was third world to me, anyways. <laughs> It was, it was, so, uh, Madisonville was not far from Paducah. Is that Paducah? Yeah, Paducah, Kentucky, where, uh, they, um, it was really spread out and that was the other thing and not having curb and gutter. And that was really weird to me. You know, a lot of things were spread out. Um, really, really back, backwoods type of situation. I mean, not like they didn't have running water. Now, there was people that didn't have running water, and that was a whole different situation in some of those guys' lives. But um, not too far in there, I noticed, I mean, racism was a real thing there. And that's what was crazy to me. And how did that manifest itself? How did you, how did you realize that, or how did that come, come on your radar? Well, I saw some KKK. He's Louise. All, all garbed up. Yeah, that was real. Like you saw them in meet. Like do they, they don't like shop in that stuff. Oh, no, like how do you see that? that. Whereas, and I, I don't, if, I can't remember if it was in Madisonville or another another uh, town. But there was, we went to go visit some folks, um, and uh, we were stopped by a cop car, and uh, and they said, uh, "Boys, you shouldn't be here." What? No, we're gonna go talk to some people right over here. No, boys. And all of a sudden, like it was. Pretty much a whole group of them. Some were on horseback, some were in walking, and they were walking into something. And we're like, what a trip. We're out. Yeah. We'll see ya. 
Good call. Jeez Louise. So, I mean. Riding horses still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and one guy in Madisonville, which the coolest guy ever, came to church. His wife was very active, and she was a chiropractor. And that was the other thing in Madisonville. We had this, this gal would, every week we had to go see her, and she would uh, give us an adjustment. It was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty sweet. <laughs> so she was a chiropractor in the town, and uh, she was a sweetheart. Um, and uh, her husband, um, we, t- we tried to teach him and stuff like that all the time, and he came to church every Sunday and things like that. And, I mean, there was times I, I mean, after um, my companion left and, and I'm like, why don't you begin baptized? I mean, you, you, you have a great testimony. He goes, I believe everything you guys are teaching me. I love it. I love the church. I love everything about it. God will not forgive me for what I've done. And I go, huh? It was just he and I. Right. I think my companion was, we were at, we were at their house. My Getting companion was adjusted, some, you know. Yeah, or, <laughs> no, he, yeah, he was, they were somewhere else in the, in the house or something like that. I can't remember. Um, I don't think he was, you know, not like he was far, but far away. Yeah, we were just having a conversation. One, yeah. And and, uh, and uh, he goes, no, God won't forgive me for what I've done. I go, what do you mean? He goes, there's there's some dark demons in my past that, yeah, there's ne- God will never forgive me for what I've done. I'm like, huh? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm sure. And as I'm a sure 19 year old, as a 19 year old, like the yeah, worst yeah. thing you can think of is like, did you look at naked people or like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, he, and he finally told me he was a full fledged like member of the KKK, like high up. He said, I was very high up. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, how, and then I'm thinking in my head, how are you still alive? Right. Like usually you, you can't left. just, you can't yeah, just yeah. walk out of there. There's some other things, but he goes, no, I, I believe everything. He goes, God will never forgive me. So that, and I, and then I went to my, we had his own conference. I talked to my mission president about it. He goes, you know what he's, I asked him, I go, well, I got so-and's brother, so-and-so, and he really believes it, but he just won't commit. And he's like, why? He goes, well, he said, God will never forgive him for what he's done. And he's like, what has he done? I go, we didn't really go into it. I didn't yeah, ask yeah, him, yeah, you yeah. know, details. Um, he just, you know, he was high up in, in, in this organization. And he's like, well, if he ever does, we'd have to call, um, we'd have to call the church office, and they'd have right. to send somebody down. And I told him that, and I went. Then I went down. I'm like, "Hey, good we, news. we can do it. Option, yeah. We can we can figure out a way." He goes, "No, I, I'll 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 face my demons." And hmm. that yeah that that he and he was just a cool guy. And actually, I I went and saw him before I left home because I had a car, so I I, I asked my British president. There, yeah. yeah, I zipped over there, which was really far from where I was at Fort Knox. But I still cruised over there. But, uh, yeah, my mission president gave me some uh, permission on a couple things that I actually did before I left. I baptized a whole uh, another family that I was teaching. Um, it was probably my third area. and I kept on kept in touch with them. Every time I came into Louisville for a zone conference, I'd go stop and say hi. And because uh, the, the, their neighbors were members, and, uh, and – Right before I was getting ready to leave, I told him, I go, I'm leaving in like three weeks. If you guys want to get this done, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Um, and I baptized that family before That's I cool. left. But um, so my mission president gave me some options to yeah. go, you know, go drive and go teach them and stuff like that and everything that way. So do you, do you have any idea where this brother is now? Have you had any contact? I don't. I, that's, 
bad on my part. I didn't keep in touch with a lot of people after I left. Well, it was more difficult. Actually, I think today, yeah, yeah. like, I get Social home and Facebook media, is huge, yeah. and I've been able to keep in contact. But when you get home, like, honestly, even though it's a few states away, like, it's like, I'm well, not I'm gonna not going to write a letter. A, yeah, I'm yeah. not writing. Yeah. I got in trouble for not writing my parents for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually longer than that. <laughs> I mean, my mission president called me in and goes, Dustin, I got a phone call from your mom saying you're not writing her. Yeah. All right. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're so, like, I've got a lot to do. <laughs> I'm busy, all right? I'm busy, you know? You're so like, you tell Patty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there, I got in trouble for that. So I, I had to be better at writing every week. Just to go back on, on, that, on that gentleman, I just think, like just thinking about it, I read um, Tad Callister's The Infinite Atonement, which is a really good book. And, 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 and I think the hard thing as a young, like that is something that an older, more experienced priesthood holder has to do deal with besides like not like a 19 year old right talking to this guy because like as a more experienced priesthood holder that could talk to him and be like no like the atonement is infinite and the repentance process may be long and brutal and this and that but like we can get through all of this yeah and it, yeah it may it may it may take talking to someone of a higher authority than just a mission president or than just yeah. you a missionary but one of those things that we we honestly do believe that that Christ suffered all and that all of these things can be washed away and taken care of and and we trust in that. But as a young kid, like that's not something you can handle. No, and and I you know you you think the worst of the worst. You're like, well, and now I think about it as as an adult now or an adult. I was I was a kid, right? And you think about it, man. If he had to tell anybody, he would probably be in jail or whatever. I don't know what right. he did, right? right? He could be. Yeah. He would have to do pay pay the the temporal, the temporal time for and yeah. for whatever happened. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, who knows, but, um, but that was a great area. That was fun. I mean, um, but I served pretty much all over, um, Louisville, Louisville was probably the, the best. I mean, and that's the one thing for Louisville, like Utah does not have a ghetto. Right. Right. So, we say, you know, certain cities may be worse than others. Sugarhood. Sugarhood. <laughs> but but there's not like government housing that that we can't I mean, as our Utah bubble, right? Um, there's not really that, right? Um, but I had more success in that area those areas of downtown Louisville and in the projects and things like that than anywhere else. Um were you humility? I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. Were you teaching a lot of African Americans then? Did you find more yeah. success with them than with Caucasian um, people? Or yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, they, in Louisville, downtown Louisville. I mean, in in those areas, there there was a little, uh, lot more um, African Americans than um, than you got outside, right? Of yeah, I mean, even where Louisville University of Louisville and stuff like that. Was and that's still kind of downtownish, but when you got out to the suburbs, then it kind of filtered, right? Right. Um, but in there, I mean, I baptized a family. We played basketball against these kids, and I said, "Hey, if we beat you, we're gonna we, we're gonna come into your house and teach you about the gospel." And 
We won the basketball game, of course. And then, <laughs> the Lord was uh, on your side yeah, of power. Yeah. And, uh, this is this is Am- Ammon helps Ammon helps round up the sheep, and in this case, <laughs> yeah, you know, cutting off the Lord, you're, you're, you're sinking threes. <laughs> yeah. So what is that? That reminds me of the the, Dave, the Chappelle show where Prince shoots that shot. Shoot, Shoot it! Shoot it! Shoot it! Shoot the J. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So there there's some experiences like that, and I mean the one cool thing. I mean there are some big gang bangers down there and stuff like that. I mean, you'd pull up, we'd pull up on our bikes and we were getting ready to lock them. And there's this guy always that sat by the gate, basically into the, pro, into this uh, housing. And he's like, you don't need to lock them up guys. I'm like, well, we, we always do. He goes, Nope, I'll, I'll sit here and watch you guys are, you guys are man of the man of God. And I'll, I'll, I'll make sure nothing gets stolen. And sure enough, come out. He's still sitting there. <laughs> sure enough, there's two dead bodies right by the bikes. <laughs> so, but I mean, it was really cool. I mean, those they they were. I mean, yeah, those were you know the bottom of the earth, you know, and not not having everything, but they their hearts were a lot more open and yes. full to understanding, wanting yeah. to learn the gospel. And that ward, because that was actually a ward in Louisville. There's, I think there's two wards in that in that building, and it was very diverse. But no, there's no conflict of, you know, if, oh, well, she's African-American or anything like that. that. Those people welcomed them with open arms and everything that way. So it was pretty cool that way. That's so cool to hear because I, I think a common thread that we've heard amongst everyone is that once people get to church, they don't see any, any, any clicks or any segregation within the church amongst race or or anything else yeah um and i think that's the way it needs to be i think it needs to be and you know we all believe in the same jesus and we're all here to do the same thing right. and and I, that commonality hopefully can bring us together and that's i think that's the beautiful thing of the gospel and 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 yeah that's cool to hear i like no that. respecter of persons yeah well yeah. and i think i mean and you always joke about it right the the church is way more true outside of utah i believe yeah. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> just because we're in a bubble and we, we we have so many temples close and everything that way we don't take it we don't take it advantage of it yes. like we should right Absolutely. i mean all all of us we're we're what 10 minutes away from a temple i mean mine every up, direction yeah right. mine's right up the street if i if i drove right up the street i could get there but how often do i go not as often I should. My kids go a lot off, more often than I than I do. They go to baptisms for the dead with their friends and things like that. But you know, that's the other thing. I mean, the closest temple at that time was St. Louis. So I mean, you you always hear wards yeah. and stuff like that. They go make excursions. Yeah, make yeah. their excursions to St. Louis. And then it wasn't until after I got home from my mission when they announced the Louisville. I think it was maybe a year after or two years after when they put the Louisville temple there. So that was cool, you know. I mean, those are those, you know, seeing that, and you're like, man, actually, these people are taking time out of their weekend or whatever it is just to go do their session. It's so. it's, it's fun you mentioned that because we were, you know, I served in Brazil and we were it was for Christmas and we were watching one of the you know Mormon Tabernacle Choir or Tabernacle on Choir. What is it now? The Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> is that what they call it now? Yeah. Christmas, yeah, that's Christmas what it is. special. <laughs> and one of the sisters was there and was like, you know, Elder, how is it in real life? And I was like, I've never even been to Temple Square. Like, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I grew up in Brigham City, Utah, and I, I had never been to Temple Square in the flesh. 
And like she was like, "What? What? Like, what? Like, In your why? defense, Brigham City is out there. Hey, so. come on. You know. <laughs> but but it is it is funny how we take advantage of that. Like yeah. we just it is just common. Oh, I drive by it all the time. It. Right. It looks good. Right, it looks cool. But I've never gone and like. <laughs> Walked through it, and I think that's yeah. that's true. That's true to yeah. I, I mean, it. I you know they they have a little bit more grasp of, uh, and I shouldn't say this, but we it, we are very cliquish in in Utah Mormonism, is what I think of. But I mean, outside of it, like whenever you go visit, like I go visit my family that lives outside of Utah and things like that, and you go to church and you're like, oh yeah. Everybody likes each other. This is kind of cool. I, I Eric, Eric, you know? and I've had a lot of conversations with it because I lived in Minnesota for a period of time, and that's still my to this day my favorite ward I've ever had. And it and it's true. It's like it's this award family, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I I always thought that was kind of just like the cliche thing that everyone says. And my wife kind of bounced around. Her dad was in the FBI, so she's bounced around a lot. And she said, "No, like people in Utah aren't friendly. Like the, you don't the wards aren't friendly." And I'm like, "No, they're you know they're fine," but then you kind of get outside and you see that. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, it's think, a cultural and thing. And I think we've and, talked about, I think the difference is, uh, I had a friend that moved here when he was about 17 from Virginia. And he said, when you're out, when you're living outside of Utah, to find someone that has the same standards as you and believes the same thing is so rare that you guys really hold on to each other. And he said, when he got here, he moved here in the summer and he made some friends in the young men's group and in priests. Right. And then he got to school and he saw one of them. And he's like, Hey, What's up? And the guy was like, oh, hey, and just kind of kept walking. Yeah. And I think the difference is like, you know, well, there are tons of other members of the church here that you can be friends with. Just because we're in the same ward doesn't mean we have to be best friends. Yeah. Right. Whereas his thing back there was like, no, if you're in our in my ward, like we're best friends because we I need to have, I, yeah, I need yeah. to have someone that has the same standards as me. Whereas it's like, well, there's tons of other people to choose from here that have your same standards. Yeah. But I do think, I do think the, I do think it needs to be, I think we need to be more welcoming when we see people and I, and I fall under this all the time. I think about that. Like I, we have an apartment uh, building in our ward um, now. And so we get people coming in all the, time, all the time that are new. And I, and I felt like we've had to get better as a ward, but I feel like, what am I doing myself to get up and go greet these people? But sometimes I think to myself, like, who am I? I'm this 30 year old guy with a young family. I'm going to go talk to this 60 year old man. But like, I need to do that. Like, who cares? Like, who cares about my age? I need Absolutely. to get up and say to that person, right. like, Hey, welcome. And well, who are you? I'm just a Sunday school teacher of some 15-year-olds. I'm nobody, but I'm glad you're here. <laughs> like, well, it's funny you say that because, I mean, we got invited to so many dinners, and we were just a young married couple, no kids right, or anything else. Right. And, like, every family there was like, hey, we're going boating this week. You want to come boating with yeah. us? Or, hey, come on over for dinner this week. We'd love to have you. And I'm guilty of that here in Utah. Yeah, like, I don't do yeah. that with members of my ward as well. But but I think a lot of it is you're gonna take well. any new people hunting with you or no, fishing. No, <laughs> and, and that's and that's something I really do need to do a better of, a better yeah. job of. Right. But 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 I do think a lot of it's the family stuff here. It's like well, you have your family. Like mm-hmm. everyone just goes and hangs out with their family. Right. It's not well, we don't need to have this social connection with the other people in the ward because we just hang out with our families. Like yeah. that's just what it is. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, in my ward is kind of the same like yours, Eric. My, we have a very transient ward, right? And what because we have some. There's some condos and some apartments, and every, it's like every week I'm as you know as a second counselor in the bishopric. I'm like, oh crap, my my primary teachers are moving. Yeah, now I got to find somebody else. <laughs> right, you right. Know? And and we've talked about that in ward council. Actually, I'm like, guys, we cannot we segregate each other. The people in the house in the houses, they're right. all good they, with right. each other, yeah. right? Yeah. There's and then the people who live in the condos or or the apartments, they're they're there. 
right? It's there's no intermixing. Like, oh, you live in an apartment, we can't talk to you, right? And that, and you, you go, why? Why are we doing this? You know, and it, it, those are things that you're like, yeah. And, and I think for the most part, it's not malicious. I think no, we just, no, it's we, just, we, 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 you it's get just, in your rhythm of what yeah. you're doing, and it's yeah. like. Yeah. You kind of get your blinders on on what and I've heard, you do. Yeah, I've heard the older folks in our in our ward even say, "Well, it's it's just so hard to become friends because they're just they're in and they're out." And it's like, "Well, yeah. who cares?" Like, and that's their yeah. excuse. Have, like, have dinner with them for the for the month yeah. or two that they're here. Yeah. Yeah. Wish them well when they go on to do yeah. their next thing. But that's honest to goodness. Oh, I just heard I was just eating. Um, my in-laws lived down the street from us. I was eating dinner, and my, my mother-in-law was like, yeah, so-and-so is moving, and, and the other people are moving. And I thought to myself, I was like, holy cow, they haven't been here that long. Like, And now I'm thinking about it, like, how, have I been good to those people? Like, like <laughs> have I said anything yeah, to them? Right. <laughs> I know who they are, but anyway, yeah. that's interesting. And I think and, and, and I think we all have our problems, and, but I think it's one of those things that all, all is not well in Zion, right? No. Like, right. And, and, and we need to be looking and hoping to get better and – and looking to be better, and, no, and it's it's the difference of culture and doctrine. Yes. Right, right. And Elder Bednar just loses sleep over that. Well, he does. That's word on the street. <laughs> Very true. Um, let's talk. I don't, I don't know why this is the thing. This is the question I'm now going to jump to. Can you tell us about blue people? Okay, so <laughs> I don't even know what this is. So this, so I'm this is about this. This is legit. So I, I mean, I, and I saw this with my own eyes, and it was crazy. <laughs> right. So Eastern Kentucky, whole different way of life um, in the Appalachian Mountains, right? So Appalachian, not Appalachian? Appalachian. I'm not going to correct you. I'm just, I've been calling them Appalachian my <laughs> whole life. That's fine. You can say however you want. That's how I, uh, <laughs> but it's Louisville and Appalachian. <laughs> so like that is the, was the craziest, that was like a third world country, literally third world country. Cause you get into some haulers. And what are haulers? Okay. It's like a canyon, but it's not. Okay. It's basically like okay. you're going down in, into a a hole, basically. It's full of trees and stuff like that. So it's a it's a hauler. And I, I that's all I can. It is what it is. It is I don't know if that's the right way to explain it or not, but you go into a hauler and that's how it is, right? Okay. And, and there's times that you, these people don't have running water, don't have any communication with anybody right i mean i've i've we've walked down into one and you see all the homes um or shant shacks or whatever you want to call them trailers they were all over um and all of a sudden we get into an area and all of a sudden you'd hear somebody yelling revenueers for real shut the doors revenueers yeah like we, they thought we were F, like government because <laughs> they haven't been paying taxes. They haven't been doing anything, right? And and all of a sudden, well, we're done. We're done for the day. Uh, Elder, can't I go knock think, on any of these doors because they're gonna, sure the heck aren't going to answer the door. Yeah, you know. So so there's things like that, but I mean, th- there was some parts that were, I mean, that you'd see people that had webbed hands, webbed. Oh man. They're, I mean, I know I can't explain it because you guys can't see what I'm doing, but their their hands were webbed up so far, their fingers were still attached, right? And this one dude, guy I saw, we were walking out of a Walmart or something, I can't remember what it was, or a Piggly Wiggly, um, and the dude's tendons that came from his neck went from his right below his ear out to his shoulder, like webbed, and 
like he had to cut his shirt so he could put his shirt because there's no way you're going to fit in. Oh my gosh. And that's just inbreeding of, of, of that. And that's where also the blue tint of like people's skin. Just, I don't know how it happens. I've been told it's because of the capillaries or whatever in your bloodstream. They have a tint, they have a hint of blue just being so inbred. Hmm. Um, And that was for real. And some of those people were the coolest people, and they were, some of them were just the weirdest people in the whole world. I uh, happened to uh, <laughs> happen to have I've I've had moonshine on my mission, <laughs> as, and, as you do, as, yeah, as you most, do, as everybody sure does do. Do do as you know, do yeah. as the Romans. But no, it wasn't on purpose. So this guy, so we were knocking on the door, <laughs> and it was like July, August. I can't remember when it was, and I had a new, I had a, my companion. He was pretty new, and I. And I can't remember his name. I apologize. Um, but um, knock on this guy's door and he comes out and he's like, hey, hey, guys, how you doing? And we're, like, we're good. And we're like just sweat pouring down your face because it's 90, 90 degrees and 90% humidity. You're on your bike <laughs> puffing and huffing. And he goes, you guys need a drink? We're like, yeah, sure. That'd be great. Comes out. Two glasses. Two glasses. Water. Looked like water. Looked clear. Clear yeah. as day. No smell. I went and took a big old chug. As soon as it hit my lips, I took a huge hit, man, <laughs> and had enough had enough time to hit it out of my companion's hand. And I couldn't. I fell to my knees. My eyes were burning. My nose was on fire, like snot running out of my mouth. I couldn't catch my breath. And all and all this guy was doing is laughing on his porch. He's I got dying. your GD it. Mormons to drink. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, it took me like a half hour to gather my wits, right? On this guy's porch. And I'm like, what the heck was that? He goes, Oh, that's my shine. And I'm like, All right. And I'm I'm still, I mean, it took me a while to even gather my wits to I mean, it was it was hard. Joke's and, on him. I'm sure his kidneys have failed. <laughs> and then uh, eventually, I mean, I'd go knock on his door every time we'd come by, and he's like, you need a drink? I'm like, no. Nope. No, thank you. But then he started showing me his still and, and everything that way, I mean, how he did it and all this stuff. I mean, it was crazy. So, and every, if I had, I mean, I had one time I had another new companion in this area, and uh, he, he's like, should I give him a drink? I'm like, no, he doesn't need a drink. <laughs> he doesn't need one. <laughs> I'm you glad know, you so. became friends with this guy, even though he, he was, was like a, trying to play some big, huge prank he, on he's, he's like, he, he's like, hey, elders. I'm like, hey, hey. You know, <laughs> not much we do there, but go jaw with him, right. you know. But, um, yeah, so some of those areas were just, you know, then they tell you, okay, well, you go, if you want to go here, you go hit this red where the, this big oak tree on the right-hand side. Then there's a red barn that that used to be there, but it's not there now. Yeah. And they're trying to tell you. You're like, that doesn't help me. Okay. You're like, and what's so an oak tree? I'm so <laughs> on my little blue notepad, on my little, you know, my calendar, I'd be writing the directions down so I could remember. Or they'd draw a picture for me right. on that. So I could go, oh, okay, that's where this guy lives, you know. Because we'd go, because we would get uh, referrals, and we'd either be taking them the, the cassette tape Yep. Uh, or the VCR tape. Um, for those of you that don't know that, it's a, you know, <laughs> it's a mechanism to watch a video don't on. Explain it. They don't deserve to understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so that's what we deliver or we'd have our pamphlets and stuff like that, that people would ask for. So that's how we got some of our leads and things like that. Um, or just referrals from other members and stuff like that. So we'd go take them, you know, the lamb of God or whatever, the, right. whatever video and everything like that. And maybe try to sit down and watch it with them and things like that. So, um, but some of those people didn't have 
running electricity or running water. I mean, it is crazy, <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, but then there is Amish we ran into as well, and Mennonites. Oh, cool, cool. And so we actually helped lift the barn with some Amish. Right. Um, that was fun. They didn't. The guys talked a little bit to us, but not a lot. But we we went and helped, and uh, um, but not a lot of communication with those. So guys. they were You'd pretty see them. closed off. About yeah, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so blue people is that a term that's just thrown around? Like, yeah, common, I mean, you like, can look hey, it up. You could Google it right go now. Go see the blue people down down in the hall. Or- yeah, I mean, so I mean, and then the other end of things when you get into Lexington, right, where the horse farms are. Yeah, I mean, some of these people's horse farms were gorgeous, and their barns were nicer than some of our homes. I mean, <laughs> the wood floors and how they take care of these horses and everything that way. It was amazing. Um, and met a few guys, you know, that maybe some were members and some were not that we'd go chat with and things like that. Um, we tried to go to, uh, John Michael Montgomery, he's yep. a country singer that, yep. uh, lives in Nicholasville. We tried to go to his house, <laughs> tried to find it. <laughs> didn't so, find him. No, we didn't. We found out, we found where his house was, but we couldn't get in. Oh, you know, that's big gate, everything that way. Right. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, and it was a big, of course, then too, so was it ninety seven? The end of ninety seven when uh, the final four for when Utah was playing uh, uh, UK. I think it was ninety seven or ninety eight. Sure. So final four thing. Uh, so Utah fan, of course. Right. And, uh, yeah. Oh, that was awesome. I have, I have, I have a bottle of Maker's Mark whiskey <laughs> that has red because that was had the wax on top. Yeah, so, the red wax um, has Utah and so red and blue wax on it. So for, for that games, so it was pretty cool. So that, there's some things there. So, I mean, the sports things were really cool there too. I mean, just going into these huge, um, during the wintertime, the elders could go to the universities cause oh, Cincinnati of Ohio, Ohio was in our mission, okay. uh, university of Louisville and UK, uh, were in our mission. So summertime elders could not go pretty much sisters took over there. Okay. Just cause. <laughs> Well, you know, you, you get on your mission for 18 months. You're like, oh, my gosh, she's hot, yeah. you know, type of thing. And, and you know, it's summertime. Girls don't wear as much stuff, and it's fantastic. But <laughs> <laughs> Not when you're a missionary. <laughs> Not when you're a missionary. So, But, yeah, so those, those were some things that, you know, you, you would go do. But, I mean, uh, there were some crazy things. I mean, people would lift Geo Metros. I have pictures of people. I mean, I took all these cars that just people would try to put together. I mean, mud boggers and things like that that (laughs) were just epic you know i mean a lot of these guys are very handy with their stuff and uh um a lot of tobacco farms we went uh we went and hung tobacco leaves one night hard work it was for bruised cattle right yeah that was says in the yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's what it was for that's what it was for yeah yeah so we we went did that i mean there's there's some cool things i mean uh and then we'd go hike you know try to go wherever we could in certain areas and and uh, we were told not to go where we were supposed to, where we were. And when we get back, we'd tell, like, we'd go to dinner at a member's house. And they're like, where did you guys go? We're like, well, we went in there. And they're like, you, you went, what? We're like, yeah. You're like, no. Like, you guys are, like, feet away from booby traps and things like that. Because, and we came across some, right. some good rows of marijuana. Oh. <laughs> and like... I'm surprised you guys didn't get shot or the booby traps had to go off. And we're like, well, 
They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, so I do go back on the college campuses. How was how was the work on on college campuses? Were you very successful teaching college age kids that were every now and age? again? Yeah, because you you were just pretty much street talking. I mean, it was it was like um, soapboxing and trying to just talk to people and grab them. Say, hey, have you guys heard of seen us before? Have you heard about us? Oh yeah, my buddy, I have some fun friends that live in Utah or whatever that way. So, and there's things like that, um, and so we try to do that a lot. I mean, there's a lot of times we would, if there was a fair in a, in the town or anything like that, we would literally do our. I mean, I'd gather we as a, as a district, we pretty much soapbox it. We would stand on a soapbox and just try to preach because, I mean, that's how things would happen. I mean, that, that's how everybody, I mean, the, the Pentecostals, the everything, right? They, they were preaching, and we started preaching. So we'd stand there and preach, and other, you know, the other missionaries would be out handing flyers out trying to get people right. to just engage and so we could talk. Um, and I went to a couple of tent revivals, which were really cool, were fun to watch and see how they all work. Um, we Bible bashed a lot with some preachers. I mean, I learned the Bible pretty quick. I mean, that was, that was, like I said, that was a, that was a big thing. What was one of the, what was one of the bigger issues that they would bring up with you guys? Two Bibles. That was the biggest thing. (laughs) There's no two Bibles. Well, well, let's go to Galatians. Okay. Let's go to, you know, so you, you were going uh, or, and you, you'd ask him, let me see your Bible. And you pull and you go to Galatians. Okay, read me these verses. What does that say there? And they're like, "What?" Well, and then they'd go back and go to this scripture. We're like, "Well, okay." And I usually take their Bible. Right. I would never pull mine right. out and use theirs. So they didn't usually have the King James. They had the new version of the da 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 da. So it was kind of it, the language wasn't the same, right. but it was still getting the same um, way. And uh, we had one guy that we taught. I taught for a long time and he goes, and he was a preacher just barely getting into it. And, uh, we, he goes, yo, you guys need to come to my tent revival. Okay. So we went one night. Yeah. Walk us through this tent revival. Paint us a picture. So most of them, I mean, you, you call it tent. Some had tents, some didn't. Right. right. They, but they'd have a, you know, pretty much they'd, the preacher would be up front and they'd have rows and rows of chairs or people just standing and just be preaching. And sending around the plates or donations or whatever, you know, and they basically that's how those guys made money and um, get them to get more members into their church and things like that. So they do those kind of things just to build the membership up. And uh, I mean, they had some great food, great entertainment, great music, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it was it was a big ordeal. Um, and uh, but they were fun to see and be a part of and just, to, you know, see how everything works. Um you know, I, 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 I think I wish, uh, I mean, I went to, uh, I went to mass as a kid with some friends and stuff like that in high school and things like that. I wish I went to more right. of those kinds of things just to see, have the experience, have the experience of the, of, of different religions and understand it a little bit better. Um, cause I think you would gather more information and see exactly what, not, not saying that I would change my religion or anything like that, but just to un- have a better understanding of, yeah. of religion right. in general and Christianity and everything that way. So, but it was neat to see and be a part of. Um, and to go back to the guy that we, we went to his revival and, and he was just right out of the Book of Mormon, just reading scriptures. <laughs> what no, the heck? Was he telling people? people? He didn't, no, they didn't have a clue. I mean, they're like, oh, praise Jesus, all this other stuff. Yeah, I mean... 
I'm like, wait a second, that scripture sounds familiar. And he keeps going. And, like, and afterwards, it, towards the end, he, he got done, and then he comes up, hey, guys, what would you think? I'm like, are you reading out of the book, Mormon? He goes, oh, yeah, these people are eating this up. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes I, I, I like everything that you guys teach me. He goes, you give me ideas and stuff to teach about and everything that way. He goes, I'm making too much money or else I'd totally join your church. Oh, man. The priestcraft is what got him. The priestcraft. So, I mean, he was a cool dude. So, we, I mean, there was, uh, the, I mean, some of the preachers you got to know really well and they'd see you on the street and go, hey, guys, what's up? So, how's it going? You got any, you putting anybody underwater and everything that way? We're, we're hopefully get a couple. How about you? You know, type of thing, you know? So, um, well, that's funny. I, I, saw, I saw an ad one time. This was a few years back. I was looking at, some job listings and there was a job listing for a bilingual Spanish and English preacher in Ogden. And it was like $50,000, which was more than what I was making at the time. There you go. And I was like, Oh man, I was like, I could, I could do that. I could do this. <laughs> hey, if church is on Saturday, you could still come to church on Sunday. Yeah. You'd be set. <laughs> I was like, I could do that. <laughs> that's funny. That's too bad, man. The priestcraft guy. That's funny. That reminds me of that. There's that video the church has of that. And it's the story of that Italian guy. Yeah. Who finds yes. the Book of Mormon doesn't know what it is. Yes. And gets up and yes. just starts yes. talking about it. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's great. That's funny." Uh, I think, I think the funny thing is about that is I, I think I had a seminary teacher um, who one time told us a story about like, and I think he served in the South, and he said people would be like, "A Bible?" He's, uh, "We've got a Bible," and he's yep. like, "Listen." What you just said is in this book, like word for word. <laughs> it is in the Book of Mormon. Like we, the Jesus already know you guys were going to have this complaint, and here it is. And I think that's funny that just the the foresight and foreknowledge of, of God to be able to include that in the Book of Mormon. It's like, yeah, that would be, that's an issue. People are yeah. like, oh, no, you can't have more than one. And, they, and just the ignorance that some people still have in that, like, no, the Bible wasn't, like, put together. Like, it wasn't a book like the place. Jesus that, Christ didn't write that. He yeah, didn't yeah. sit down and just write yeah. that. But nor did they pass it yeah. like the Book of Mormon was passed, like, from people and just added on. It was just like a bunch of people got together and like, well, this book's fine. Throw it in. Yeah. This, like, yeah. like. Uh, a lot of people believe now that the book of John was written after the book of Revelations um, by John anyways. So any anything else that people came up with as far as, as, as uh, biblical questions or issues? Um, yeah, mainly it was, yeah, it was mainly the, uh, of course, you know, your second Bible um, and, there, and a lot of it was, you know, when you tell them, hey, you know, Christ visited the Americas. They're like, why would he, why would he come here? Why, why did he have any reason to come here? Right. So, and there's nowhere that says that he did, you know, type of thing. We're like, well, he did. And you just, so trying to go into that, but also it was more of having your agency to make a decision and, uh, you know, actually having, and having people understand, you know, the Godhead, you know, and, and feeling, why are you feeling that spirit that way? You know, why can't, you know, you need to be baptized and things like that. So a lot of, I mean, and like, why do we need to be baptized again? If I was already baptized, I was baptized when I was baby. Were you fully merged? No, it was sprinkled type of thing. So it was a lot of that stuff, you know, and the Southern Baptists were huge there as well. So sometimes you'd run across those and yeah, there was not a lot of communication. Happening. There was no coming back. Yeah. Some of those guys, we'd, you get in some good yelling fits, and things <laughs> like that. But did you find, did you find any success in any Bible bashing? 
I thought it was excellent. <laughs> now, a well, lot, you know, because it more turned into an argument and things yeah. like that. But there's there's some that would all, all of a sudden you, you'd feel it in the in the house or in the room that all of a sudden it would be calm, right? And then the understanding would come, and you you weren't going back and forth as much. You were actually having a discussion. So you would go into then we could start going into the discussions. These are why we do this. This is why Christ was here. This is why. You know, we have this other book to be able to solidify what is already there. Those they that they go hand in hand, and um, so that you you would see a change in some people that way. In some of those, you'd hopefully you know keep them in the ether long enough, right? right. And I, I'm not saying that you try to keep it there because that is usually a short little bubble, as you right. guys know. Right. Um, if you can keep them in that ether long enough and to give them that understanding something would distract you or something would distract them. I mean, that happened so many times. I felt like you're in a good lesson and all of a sudden yeah. dog starts right. barking, yeah. baby Some, starts crying. Something happens. Yeah. Like somebody comes to the door, somebody pounds on the door, something. And you're like, Oh, why? You know? And in, in, you know, as a missionary, you go, gosh, darn you Satan type of thing. You know, he's just slowly stopping that somehow. You know? We joke around. It was always when we started talking about the first vision. Yeah, like yeah. we'd always joke yeah. around. Like, oh, yeah. What's what's going to happen this this visit with the first yeah. vision? Like yeah. I legit, this is not a joke. I I don't know if I've told this yet. I was sitting teaching the first vision, like about to teach the first vision in the middle of it, whatever it may have been. A pig like ran in the house, like this huge pig, and like ran across like in the middle of everything. And I was like, "What in the actual heck?" Like, <laughs> yeah, the swine. The, the swine band. comes yeah, in. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Cast into. It. He was hanging around in Guatemala, you know. <laughs> no, but like it always, like a, a, a chicken just starts going nuts outside. Yeah, something. Just like, yeah, something yeah, yeah. There was always something, but if you could keep it there enough, that then yeah, the understanding would come, and you you just go and. You know, we do those discussions, and the the toughest thing for a lot of people there, and you, and all, every mission has it, right? Um, is you know when you get to the word of wisdom, right? Like that was, and for us, another one was uh, making sure everybody was married. Yeah, because, uh, but the good thing is for Kentucky, if they lived together for seven years, common law, marriage. common law marriage. We were, how long have you been married, or how long have you guys been living together? Oh, eight years. Bam. Okay, we're good. good. We're yeah. good. Oh, that is nice. <laughs> so, yeah. so there is there those loopholes, right? <laughs> that you would try to jump into. The, the word, I mean, those are those are typically the biggest two issues: the word of wisdom and the law of chastity. chastity. Yeah. Um, how do you did you do you have any stories in which you had to help someone with the word of wisdom specifically overcome anything? Or oh yeah, we had we had pamphlets actually. I mean, we'd go by you know, and there's like the twelve steps, right? Type yeah. of thing that right. the church had. And I mean, we'd go buy him cinnamon gum. Yeah. We'd go buy him all this other stuff to say, "Hey, just chew on this." Please. Why cinnamon gum? I don't know. That's what we Strong. did. Strong. We did, we did, and it, we did, we did oranges. Oranges, so yeah. Citrus. And really? The, yeah. The vitamin C. Yeah, the citrus to just cleanse your system. Basically, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was what we did. I never heard we, this stuff. Cinnamon no. gum. We'd go buy him oranges. Yeah, same type of thing. And we'd go buy this stuff for him and bring it to him. You know, we'd just go buy him packs of Big Red. Chew on this. You know, type of thing. So, yeah. So that was stuff we did. What about the missionary lore of uh, taking the pack of cigarettes and putting it in a, in a glass of water and making them drink it? What? Yeah, there, was, there was missionary lore that, that some elders would do that oh, to help yeah. people stop smoking. They'd oh, take their pack of cigarettes. I would break people's cigarettes all the time. 
I, I, I would steal people's cigarettes and coffee oh, and stuff. Yeah. I love that. Their wine. That was that was always a fun yeah. teaching the word of wisdom and going through their house and taking their stuff and we'd yeah. have a stash at our like, apartment. Oh, see this? And then Get we this realized, out like, of here. probably shouldn't have this in our apartment. We should probably just throw oh, this yeah. away. But I'm the strong twenty year old yes, here. Yeah. <laughs> so so have, have you did you not heard about that? No, I don't. No, 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 no. mission lore. Had you heard of that of missionaries? Cigarettes doing that? weren't a big issue in Guatemala. Rubbing alcohol was what all the <laughs> homeless people <laughs> turned their eyes yellow. Yeah, yeah. No. that's legit. I didn't. I haven't yeah. heard anything about the drinking your cigarette water, but yeah, uh, yeah. it was uh, cigarettes. Where it's a big thing. I mean, you try to get people to stop. I mean, that's such a straw man arg- like situation. You're like, oh. Well, just think of this. You put the cigarettes in the water and drink that. That's what you're that's smoking. It's like, sick, yeah. oh, buddy, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, and we'd we'd break them up. We'd do everything. We'd. I mean, there's one gal that we. I remember we'd always we'd do something to her cigarettes. I mean, anything we could. We put hair in her in her cigarettes. <laughs> we take the needle, put a hair in it. We did we did all kinds of things. Her or cut it just enough that right. you know something would go wrong and. <laughs> You know, You're so sabotaging. We would. We would sa- you would sabotage as much as you could. Um, and you'd even ask him, okay, if this is what it is, give me all your stuff. I mean, we'd have all of a sudden your backpacks full of alcohol yep. and cigarettes. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. pedaling down the road. Hey, guys. Right. We're, you know? So, yeah, that that was uh, a big thing. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, that I don't know. I mean, those were things that we did. But um, the, uh, I'm trying to think. Of um, some other, I mean, we I I had a lot of fun on my mission though. Right. It wasn't like in the I I I should I think the first year on my mission I could have focused a little bit better. I goofed off quite a bit. I mean, we had fun. I had some companions. We had some fun. <laughs> I mean, stupid doing stupid stuff, riding our bikes, doing some dumb stuff, jumping. I mean, I raced in a BMX race. race. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Did you win, though? I got third. Well, all right. <laughs> so it, the Lord uh, wasn't all the way on, you, on no, your side this time. I, right? I, I, I got third in this race, and so I borrowed somebody, some kids, somebody's bike and taped my pants and left my shirt and tie on and my, ba- and my, and my badge on and raced in this race. And, uh, yeah, so it was pretty fun. I mean, there's, there's things like that that you, that you just did. I mean, right. there's things – I mean – and that we had some Spanish speaking, and I went on some splits that way. But that was that was tough. I mean, I mean, pretty much, you know, you were, um, well, I mean, you just, I mean, I I knock on the door, and then say my all that I knew, and then the Spanish speaking missionary would take over. You right. know, that's fun. <laughs> you know, so um, one time we did a blitz in downtown Louisville. This was the whole mission with President Flint. This is how your brother Johnny got attacked by Russians, mind you. Yeah, it was a blitz. A, it was a blitz. <laughs> so here we our, go. Our blitz, everybody dressed in white. Full on whites. Everybody had their whites on. What? Like white? Yeah. White pants, everything. We full on with my mission president, and we did a blitz. Was this his idea? Yes. <laughs> Was I mean, he was the, he playing goalie with just his garment top on? Because no. we, we had a mission president do that. So. <laughs> no, okay, no. Anyways. So full on white, right? And we went and just scoured downtown Louisville, and all of us were in our. I mean, what four hundred missionaries? What a trip! All of us in our whites, and just knocked overs or just street contacts. 
That's all we did. You're either like a bunch of painters or angels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, it was, it was epic. It was pretty fun. I mean, that's yeah. cool. They got the whole mission together to do that. The yeah, Mr. President, President was down there. That's he, 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 yeah. So he would good do a lot of things that way. I mean, he he was all about street contacts. I mean, that he goes, you guys just need to be outside talking. talking that's about people, it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, knocking on doors is good, but be outside. Be be around the people. Be seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, of course, you always had. Um, our, uh, let's go tell you what, um, our, our little mission lore or whatever we had. Mission yeah, lore. Yeah. yeah. So I actually had a piece of the lore. Oh. So there's only certain missionaries that had this. Oh no. And it was handed down and it was probably 10 or 15 years old when I got it. Okay. So it was a Bart mask that went around and... It would be handed so that you're talking that, about Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson. Okay. It was a mask, and I have pictures of me in this. And you had to do this. This was all part of this package that you got. So if you if you killed that missionary, right, sent him home, you would get this Bart mask and everything that's part of it. Um, there's letters. There's different things. Every missionary that's had this signed it inside this mask. And I don't know if that mask is still there. It'd be awesome if it was still in the Louisville mission now. I mean, it was old. I mean, that, it's it was old. Twenty five years now. What's yeah, yeah, twenty some odd years now. Um, almost thirty years, right? Um, it's passed around. So part of it is you put the mask on and you take a picture, butt naked, <laughs> and that picture goes inside that box. So there's there's a stack of pictures of naked guys with this mask. <laughs> it's so you weird. don't know who's who though. Cause you've got the no. Bart mask on. Oh no. man. So that has been handed down for, I don't know how long. I mean, I Your had dad would have loved that. I mean, he was on the swim team naked. <laughs> so. He could have fit right in with those group. <laughs> and there was always the, the, I mean, that was pretty much the underground too. That was the, I mean, those, there was only a certain few that knew that mask even existed. <laughs> And I had it, you know. And you remember passing it on? I did. I passed it on to El, his name. I think it was Elder Britton. It was his name. Um, I do remember that because um, he was my last companion. Um, do you make that person take your picture? Like, do you take yes. the picture of that? Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> so <laughs> it is the, uh, and that hung in our in our room. And that, that person who had it, of course, not everybody got to go in everybody's rooms, right? But. Yeah, that was kind of a underground thing. The There's, Bart mask, the naked mm-hmm. Bart mask. Yeah. The naked Bart mask. And people knew it existed, but they didn't know for real if it was true right. or that not. That was kind of a yeah. floated but, around. But those who, had, those who had... Were, How long were you holding on to this thing before you got to pass it on? About eight months. Okay. <laughs> so, so you had to keep it until you went home and it mm-hmm. went to that next companion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there was a lot of underground... I mean, you had the underground... You know, things that, you know, you always happened. I mean, you, you always heard about people getting jumped or people going to parties in Cincinnati that would, you know, people that live, that missionaries that lived in Louisville that would go up to parties and uh, college parties up in Ohio. What the heck? <laughs> and uh, so What's in Cincinnati that you can't find in Louisville or in a hollow, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, well, there's a lot of things. And then, you know, uh, uh, I did meet, oh crap. Now I can't think of the name of the band. They were out of Jeffersonville, Indiana. Um, oh my gosh! I'm gonna Just have to Google. try to bands from Jeffersonville, Indiana. I think it was Jeffersonville, Indiana. Um, oh, it's 
something shelf. Oh, I can remember the name of the song. This is driving me nuts. Um, Jefferson City? Jeffersonville? Jeffersonville, yeah. Um, those guys. Um, <laughs> and it was, they were a decent band because they were, I mean, I, I heard them before I went on my mission. Oh, my gosh. But anyways, We're gonna figure it I'll, out. I'll pro- it'll probably come to my brain here soon, like anything does, right? It was in the 90s? Yeah. Was it the Hoosier Hotshots? <laughs> no. Was <laughs> it <in> Brazil? <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Let's see. Yeah, let's put, um, Holy crap. We're never going to find it. Hey, Axel it Rose. Was it Janet Jackson? <laughs> no. Oh, that's nice. It was rock, punk rock or hardcore? Uh, more, maybe more punk type of, mm. you know, again, it's like all that, you know, Pearl Jam type of, you know, scene. <laughs> Indiana. We'll figure it out, and once you do, we'll 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 post it. I'm, I've got, I can't find anything. I tried, I tried. I'm off the Google scene now. Um, how did you meet this band? We were just in in Jeffersonville and came across them actually. So wait, uh-huh. this is in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So your mission took up Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, any any other state? No, nope. Tennessee was out like. I drove into Tennessee on accident because I got lost. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, it was all. So parts of Indiana, Owingsville, Jeffersonville. So anything where the river, right, Ohio River, because it came down and kind of came across like French Lick, part of there, Indiana. Um, so right up into there. So where Larry Bird. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that area and stuff like that. So Indiana, Owingsville, Indiana had the greatest barbecue place I've ever ate out of my I was, life. I was just going to bring up food because I mean, that's, that's barbecue central. So how was, how oh, was it? Some great food. I put on a lot of pounds, <laughs> um, deep fried, everything collard greens was the weirdest thing. And people would do it different ways right. and collard greens. There was no consistency of what collard greens are. Right, I mean, it's basically kind of like spinach, but steamed yeah. and boiled. I mean, some would boil it in beer. Shred some, it. Yeah, shred it and do it all the different ways. Hominy, black-eyed peas. Um, there's a lot of things that we ate that, and some stuff I'm like, I don't even know. Oh, I ate, I ate snapping turtle. Snapping turtle was good. Good. Really good. And uh, we'd go catch them. I have a um, recipe for snapping turtle upstairs in my meat eater book. So that's right. Do you? One day. Yeah. If you can find a snapping turtle, I mean, it, and there's some big ones. And I, I mean, watching them catch it because they do those big fish hooks, right? And just pack it with meat and basically throw it out in the lake or the pond and just wait for a snapping turtle to grab it. And then you're yanking that in. And then while the fish hook's still stuck in their mouth, you stretch the neck and chop it off. <laughs> Pretty much. And then you just. Cut around the Those shell. Turtles are vi- turtles are vicious. Oh, they're mean SOBs. Yeah, and and box turtles were everywhere too. It was the weirdest thing. Like I mean, we you could be going down a highway and all of a sudden there's ten box turtles on the on the highway on the and road. Pretty much Where? they'd get run over. Um, I made a I made a uh, uh, my cereal bowl that I had for a long time. I gave it to one of the missionaries that was, that was out there. I had a turtle uh, caught, grabbed a turtle that was kind of already dead and then i gutted it kind of kind of already <laughs> kind dead. of already dead and i gutted it and then cleaned out that the shell and then i grabbed some lacquer 
and I pretty much sealed it. And that was my cereal bowl like for a long time. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, no, that's, that is really cool. So, so there, I mean, there are some interesting things that we, yeah, that you ate that, you know, wouldn't, you wouldn't even think of that was, you know, it's the, the Southern things that, uh, crawdads and, or, or crayfish, whatever so you, you want to call so you, you did like, oh, the I, I ate everything. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't have a, I mean, there's sometimes you'd go, oh boy, and you just have to down it, you yeah. know, because it was just didn't taste right. Um, but there's, who I had the worst food. Um, down in the hollow. No, holler. actually those people know. Oh, holler. Sorry. The holler. Holler. Some, those, some of those people knew how to cook yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I really came across something that was really, really, really bad that I was like, Oh, I can't, I'm not going to touch this or whatever. Right. It's not like in Christmas story and there's, uh, there's cat food in the jello type right. of thing, you know? So, but, uh, I mean, some stuff you were like, you walk in the house and it's like filthy dirty and you're like, yeah, Oh, I don't want to, I don't, I don't think yeah. I should eat, but I have to, cause the, if they're members, some are members or they'd ask us to stay and eat right, and things like that. But, um, never anything. I was like, Oh, that's gross, but I'll, I'll eat anything. I mean, I'm, I don't, there's nothing that I don't like. Easy going with. Well, that. actually, I like. I don't like ketchup. Okay, Phenomenal. that's random. Yeah, I don't like ketchup. Um, so, like, I'll dip my fries in it, but if it's on a hot dog or a hamburger, I really prefer not to have not it on there. On that. <laughs> I mean, barbecue sauce. The base is ketchup. Yeah, Isn't I that understand good? that, but yeah, <laughs> but barbecue sauce is a whole different game, you I know. Gotcha. And, and so, yeah, so barbecue was really a big thing. Um, for I mean, for uh, for me, I mean, it wasn't like a weird thing, right? Because I could go to Taco Bell, I right. could go to Wendy's. As I said, you had some yeah. familiarity, right? Yeah, and there was this one cool Mexican place in Louisville that was burrito. It was called Burritos as Big as Your Head, and they were huge. I mean, they were literally big as your head. It was called Burritos as Big as Your Head. <laughs> yes. So anytime you know when there was Zone Conference, we were all up there to go, you know, and it was like four bucks. So you're buying this burrito, and I mean, it would fill you for the day. It was so. So there's some cool things in there. I mean, we'd go to uh, there's all, well, I'd always go to also stop at Electric Ladyland, which was a record shop. Okay. I'd always go to to go check out, see what's you know, always keep what's coming up. And of course, I couldn't hear any, listen to anything on the radio or anything that way. But you were, I just wanted to keep in the loop. Days of the New. Days okay. of the New is the band. I told you it would come to Never me. Never heard of them. <laughs> I've heard of them. I can't remember what their hit song was, though. Yeah, that was, they are a pretty good jam. So, anyways, that's that's the guys. So, met those guys. But, um, sorry, that's no, Electric yeah, Ladyland popped in. Say, so I told you it would come well, to they've me. they've got a few million listens, yeah. too, on the Spotify. Oh. Yeah, you have to check them out. They're, they're not bad. They're on a playlist called uh, Beer and Wings. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I uh, see. There you go. I had to. I, I told you it would come to me. You, you said. You said. You mentioned that you maybe didn't take things as seriously your first year as you did your second year. Was that a conscious decision? Was it just a like byproduct of growing up of having a little more time in the mission? Was there was there something that happened? Was there an impetus to to make that change? Uh, it was kind of all of the above. Yeah. So the, I mean. Of course, some of the some of the elders you were with, right? You you really gelled with, right? And yep. you you had a lot of fun. I mean, and doing dumb stuff on our bikes. I mean, I remember riding with one of my companions. We were and we crashed hard after this, during it actually. So one of my companions, we totally changed hands. 
right? Yeah. So on my hands we were on someone his, else tell his, his handlebars. It was, was his brother. It was Matt. Yeah, yeah it was your, it was your brother last week, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did the same thing, and we crashed so hard. I don't know why we just, and we were hauling down a hill too. That same companion, there was a first time I got into that area. So there was a road that was blocked off that they closed, and it was a shortcut in, through this town. So you come down this hill, and he told me, okay, he goes, there's three turns. He goes, it's really mossy at the end. So you, got, you better slow down on that third turn. And I'm like, okay, he goes. That guy was from Idaho. I remember he was from Idaho. And, we, and he's bombing. I'm like, oh, crap, he's cooking. I'm like, and I'm trying to count the turns, right? I'm like, the third one, I start slowing down, and I don't see him. So I cook again, and it was a fourth turn. And as soon as I came around that fourth turn, like, there was a guardrail right there. And I could, on the brakes, Sure enough, I ate it so hard trying to <laughs> lay the bike down. Of course, the only part that my helmet wasn't touching, so the I-beam that was in the ground, I cracked the back of my ear and Ouch. had a huge goose egg. I mean, it was like pushing my ear forward. It looked like I was like, Meh. and it probably, I, I think I was a little concussed because we went to the member's house that was right, kind of right there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And get ice pack <laughs> on the back of my head and everything that way. I'm like, dude, you told me there's three turns he goes oh sorry <laughs> i mean <laughs> came to because it was blocked off so i mean it was all moss so i mean you locked up i was just sliding there's no stopping i mean i and i crashed pretty hard we we, we are more sensitive about concussions now than we were back yeah. then and back then it was kind of like oh you can't yeah, remember whatever. what happened that's okay that's just okay. keep going yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i mean i was there for me we were there for an hour and it went down a little bit and i mean i was sore for a week or two with just bruise behind my head here but then other than that then we went on and did our thing right so so so, so and, and 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 kind of along with this same question of what what was what was the change so you say the term fun i had fun on my mission so was this yeah. disobedience and was there guilt associated with that or was it i didn't have much guilt about okay. it um but we, i mean i think it was just uh my personality and things and i mean i gelled with some of my companions there you know there's some that didn't i didn't at the beginning either that i had huge arguments with there's one at the beginning like he was my second companion i i drug him physically out of the house drug him he wasn't even ready and it was like 11 o'clock he's like oh i gotta call my dad we gotta get my gotta get my school i'm like dude let's go to work right and i think at that point i was like forget it if i if i have to push somebody to do what what i want to do because right. you know the first part of your mission first two or three months you're you're gung-ho yeah right? piss and vinegar we're, we're doing yeah, yeah. Well, i want to get this done and you know you come from one companion that you worked well with to, to somebody it's like oh you're driving me just completely nuts right. you're not you know i'm physically grabbing him i'm being physical with him and like what the heck am i doing why then fine we'll just sit here so I, you know, sit there and read or whatever, or, right. or put your headphones on and listen to Motab and go, okay, this is what we're doing, you know? Right. And, and then, I mean, I physic and I, and one of the times I got way too physical and punched him <laughs> and I shouldn't have, but I did. Like I was like you, yes, like- I was completely just blackout rage and he calls the mission president, and I'm like, go for it. I don't care. You weren't on point. moonshine at the time. No, no. <laughs> no. 
I found some, I found a couple of bags of weed. Around. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just completely raged. Do, do you have any uh, recollection of what led to that argument? Yeah, because he wouldn't leave. Okay, so same thing. It was, so like, it was more, yeah, he was more worried house. about going and doing something, like worried about getting school ready two months down the road. I'm like, dude, you're leaving in like 60 days. Right. We still have a lot of work. We got a lot yeah. of, we, you got a lot of time left. I'm I'm done. Every morning you don't need to call your dad right. or whatever it was or his mom or whatever it was. I can't remember. And yeah, and he, he got, he goes, he, all of a sudden I have president on the phone, Dustin or elder Lawrence, you know, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you okay? I said, yeah, I feel great. <laughs> you know, type I feel of thing. a lot better than now. what I was. He's like, yeah. uh, so you going to be okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I, I shouldn't have done it. I apologize to him, whatever, but, there was no reason. Did you tell him you said Elder Jack Knobs not? Like yeah, I said I, I, yeah, like, I'm, I told him I went on the phone and I I even drugged the phone close enough that so he could hear me. Right. He goes well, and because uh, President told him go to an, another room, right? And I, I pulled. I was just still so mad that I was like, yeah, I'm going to tell him right here in front of his face, right. type of thing. Um, but yeah, and then he's like, well, we'll get things figured out over the next couple of days. I said, he goes transfers. I know we'll do some stuff. I'm like, okay, fine whatever, you know, so, and then you, you get a different companion things go a little bit better and, and you think about it. And I, you know, I, I, that point I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do what I need to do and just do whatever. So on that, I guess it wasn't any guilt of going, Oh, maybe I should focus a little bit more. I, I think it was, I was, I was like, I probably should do a little bit better. And right. then, then, cause then you were, were the elder companion in some situations. Um, and you're like, Ooh, I think I better be a better example, you know, yeah. type of thing. And then that's when I kind of changed my attitude that way. So I, mean, I still had fun. Right. Not, I'm not saying I didn't have fun. I just, there was a different focus. And, and I say that because the term fun in missionary terms can mean we were, you know, egg in the sister's house yeah. or, you know, we baptized somebody in, in order to pizza. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, the definition of fun is very, and I, I like asking that question because fun is such a relative term. It is, for, yeah, yeah. For me, what, what, what mission? Yeah, at a level, right? Yes, you're, it's, it's a different level of fun. You're not, you're not, you're going, not going out and hanging out and stuff like right. that. But you, I mean, you had, I, we had a lot of good members that we could go hang out with, and yeah. they had kids and stuff like that. Then they'd bring their friends over, and so you'd try to, you know, you're, you're, you're teaching, trying to teach these kids and be an example um, or, or talking to their parents and things right. like that. So there's different things that you were doing or just going to a barbecue and being a part of everything and everything that way. So um, those, are, those are the things you kind of go, oh, yeah, yeah. And so, um, But you still had some entertainment, right? right? Absolutely, yep. And entertainment factors that you would make your own, right? right. You're like, all right, this is kind of funny. Let's go try to do this or something like that, you know, um, but not – not like you were being disobedient, like heading up to the club or something right. like that and different things like that. But okay. right. yeah. do, do you remember disobedience being an issue in your mission or any missionaries getting sent home? Yeah, there was some. Okay. We, uh, one of my companions, I had to close a mission or close an area. We got transferred and we, we, we were told to go close it. Is there something that, that well, uh, a missionary did something he wouldn't, shouldn't have done with a sister. 
uh, not a sister missionary, but yeah. a, just a yeah. girl in the girl in the, in that, and the war just went ballistic. I would imagine, right, you know, so, right, right. <laughs> and uh, what, what is closing? How do you close an area? What do just you just getting rid of the just closing the house and closing down the house out. and just trying to mellow people out? Right. Um, and that was towards that was about probably when uh, that change, I guess, happened. Yeah. It was about that year mark, about then, yeah. and you're like, oh. You see, I guess, I guess maybe that was, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, That maybe that was the 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 thing, and you know, and and you always had, uh, you know, so that was maybe a changing point. We're like, oh, so we, I mean, there was one point in my mission. I swear, I moved every two weeks. Like I got transferred like to different areas, with with the same guy too. Why? So, um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, besides that one that we had to close down, we were there for like a couple of weeks and then right. we got changed to a different area. And then, um, then we go and then president, uh, president would call us and go, guys, I'm actually going to move some missionaries here. And I want you guys to go here to go try to do this hmm. and this. So he would explain things to us, you know, Hey, this is why I'm moving you. Right. Like, Oh man, we just unpacked, you know, type of thing. But then you're like, okay, here we go. Was this when you were a zone leader or what? Was no, that? this was, a, I was just a regular missionary at that time. Um, and just moving us a, uh, around um, in different areas. So, um, did but, the did the hierarchy of the mission kind of follow the linear um, path of junior companion, companion senior companion, companion, district leader, zone leader, AP, or uh, did your, did your mission president not really care and just mix it up? No, I mean you you had your APs, you had your zone leaders, and you had your district leaders, but the you know. Um, he wasn't really into, you know, hey, you're the senior companion. Right. I mean, you may have a trainer. You mean you may be a, been a trainer, right. and you know, but other than that, I mean, he goes, everybody's equal in that in that way. So, um, just be where you need to be and do what you need to do. Right. So uh, that was a that was another thing. I mean, because he was kind of open about that. I mean, that, going back to those numbers and stuff like that. I mean, we had months that we we baptized 300 people in the in the mission. You know, so there, there was. There was stuff happening. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, so there's things that you're like, oh, we want to hit the 300 mark. And we hit it, and we're like, holy crap. And then the next month it was 280 or whatever, and you try to get back up, and you know, try to plateau. And that, and that's one thing that I all, and I still think back to this day that still kind of bugs me. It was it, the numbers, right? We, As a missionary, you think about it's – you, you do think about it as people, but then, then there was the numbers. Okay. We got to hit this 300, uh, you know, let's, how many you got, how many think you're going to get? So, you know, we'd still have our goals, but then you're like, were we just baptizing people just cause, you know? And Eric and I have, we've discussed that a lot where it is an interesting, you know, there, there's kind of the two different camps of, mm-hmm. you know, well, this is a business like we're, we're yeah. you know, quote unquote business. We're running this yeah. as a sales organization. We have numbers, we have stretch goals. We're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, or it's hey, this is you know something different. We shouldn't be thinking of it in those terms. Yeah, and I can see pros and cons on both sides. Yeah, and it, I and I I shouldn't say it bugged me, but then now I go, why why am I thinking of it as people, right? Yeah. Um, oh, did, I I baptized John, David, whatever, da, right. da da da, instead of okay, oh we we got, we got ten a baptism, we yeah, got we got ten got, baptisms, yeah, we got yeah. And we would, and we literally had it. Well, and in, in, in our, in our monthly newsletter, it was, you know, everybody's names that got baptized, but, and then they would have their companionship and how many they did as a companionship for that month. 
also in, in, in the, in the newsletter or whatever that way. So it, those are things that there, but I mean, you think about it, I mean, it is a numbers game. It is a numbers game. Yeah. I mean, it always, it always will be, um, for any religion. Right. Yep. And it's just like, how, I mean, how could you make it more personable as, is what I think about, you know, right. I mean, even, even as a stake, when you hear, you know, well, we, our goal for the, our stake is we want one for each ward, ward right. Or something like that, or two for each ward. And you just go, Oh yeah. Okay. But that drops it down. I mean, as a ward, you're, you're focusing on it as in a ward council and things like that. And, and so it, it feels to me more personable, right. um, how missionary work is now as, as a member, um, outside of the missionary. And I think, I think one of the keys is making sure those numbers have names. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I feel bad, you know, you think about it. I mean, I, I remember a few people that like Mama Sue, which is her nickname. I remember her. Uh, hopefully she's still active or not. I don't know. But, you know, there's certain names that you do remember, you know, and, and like for you guys, you're saying, you know, just your com- communication disappeared. Yep. Right. So, and then I, I had a few people two couple of years down the road that, you know, said, Hell, oh, Dustin, we're in, we're in Salt Lake. Would you, would you want to come meet us? I'm like, yeah, heck yeah. Right. You know, so you get a communication that way um but now it's like who knows right and, and, and i think i think a lot of that is is the the internal motivation behind it as well like, yeah you know am i am i doing this just to say yeah i baptized x amount of people correct um it was we, we had elder ben come and spoke to us on the mtc and and he said that you know one of the things he talked about was you know you know sisters and elders at some point some of you are going to have a moment in your mission where you leave a house and you're talking to your companion, you're saying, we did such an excellent job. You know, we're teaching so, you know, well, we, we're doing what we need to do. And he's like, and you need to repent. You need to do. And, and I remember this clearly because I wrote, wrote it in my, in my, in my journal, but he says, you need to um, do your God given duty of getting out of the Lord's way and being a transparent vessel for the spirit. Right. And and I think that's the thing is it's, are, are we doing this? Um, to be vessels for Christ, to, to, to be a way of, of, of bringing people to the Lord. And we have these high goals for that reason. Or do we have high goals to say, hey, you know, you know, we baptize these people. I baptize this many right. people on my yeah. mission. And I think that's an interesting, and obviously that's a fine line to walk. Right? It is, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's easy to say, well, I would never have that. But then there is personal pride in that desire mm-hmm. to, to do the things. Well, it's like, I mean, Johnny never, never had a baptism. Right. You know, on his thing, but I mean, that's a whole different game. Right. It's and, and that's it. The, you know, the, the, each mission has their own, you know, uh, range is going, but, um, kind of the roadblocks, right. Right. That you have to get through to be able to get through to somebody. And for me and, and being, you know, uh, English speaking and everything that way made it a lot easier. So you would learn, I mean, there's roadblocks, right. Of just, you know, understanding the gospel and understanding being a Christian and everything like that, those kinds of things that you would try to absorb, but it's not like, Oh man, I, uh, I, I mean, I didn't have to learn a language or anything like that, you know? So, um, but, but just the understanding of going back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Just the, the, for that change, I think it was just, you know, oh, I, I should be doing a little bit more. Right. I I could put a lot more effort in into this and move on and be Maybe a little and bit be more a better person. Of the yeah. seriousness of what you're doing. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. 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 And that and there was that time and when I got really busy and and focused, that's when I stopped writing my parents. I there was like six months I didn't write my parents and tell them what's going on. 
that's when I got in trouble for that too. <laughs> so I got reprimanded for that. Um, but I mean, my parents still sent me their stuff and my dad sent me his letters. My mom would send me her letters and stuff like that. And, but yeah, I was more focused. I mean, P day was for, for me to get my clothes ready and right. get everything set up for the next day and do a little bit of stuff or whatever that way. But well, P day was so short. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you had appointments, Right. That yeah. night, that afternoon. Right. Yeah. Well, then on top of that, I mean, there's t- like, I looked forward to P Day when it was like, hey, we're going to go before they banned soccer and basketball in my, in my mission. What? They were, yeah. Anyways, uh, it was like, <laughs> it was like, hey, you look forward to like, hey, on Monday, that was our P Day. Like, hey, we're going to go play soccer for a couple hours with the elders in the zone. Yeah. And that was like something that was cool. It's like, yeah, I know there's other things I could be doing with those two hours, but. I really want to go. It's a diversion, yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. No, outside and, of the normal and, and I think every, uh, uh, we, you need that, right? To just, to uh, shut off for a moment. Yeah, reset. And reset to, you know, because, I mean, you're going for s- those six days or, you know, even s- those seven days, right, of just full on trying to do everything you need to do and just having that, that few hours in the morning and or in that after morning afternoon to, just to recharge or even take a nap or just go play basketball, do whatever. I mean, it's there. So right, it, right. it, it was a good recharge. Um, one thing I want to hit on, I mean, I know we're, we're getting to the end here. But, oh, you're good. You're good. Um, one thing I think, and towards the end of my mission and coming home, right, um, that um, you guys have talked about, um, and which I it, very enlightening, right? Um, you come home and for me, I didn't have a hard transition at all. I mean, jump back into life because again, I think it's because I was stateside. Right. So it wasn't like I, I missed out on a lot of stuff. I mean, I watched, I shouldn't, I watched some jazz games, especially because there's championship jazz games when I was on my mission. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I sat down, I, you know, I mean, watching, you know, Russell get pushed by Jordan <laughs> for that shot, you know. I mean, that would that would have tore me up not being here if they really won, you know, the championship. Right. So there's things like that. And uh but jumping back in, I didn't have time to think to jump back in right. because um my parents just bought a new house and we were remodeling that house and moving them and trying to get my room. I just wanted to sleep. It was like, I was so exhausted. Uh, I just wanted to sleep. I mean, I fell asleep on the concrete floor in my room because my room was in the basement, passed out. And my mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, sleeping, yeah. you know? She's like, you need to finish your paint, painting your room so we can get carpet laid and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> I really didn't have a chance to, to go, oh, and then I was registered for school, so not too much longer, I was heading down to school. So heading down to Snow College um, to go to school because a bunch of my cousins were going and stuff like that. So it was transition-wise, it wasn't a big deal. So I didn't have time to think about it or go, but the one thing I think is a huge problem is that missionaries will come home and they totally go relax and yeah, go yeah. and go away. Right. Like, right. You Completely know, swing the pendulum. To the yeah. Other side Cause of I it. think you, you've taken so much. I mean, there's so much church you can do and you're like, that's why it's back to two hours, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm not saying no, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but 
that's where, I mean, after I got married, you know, you still went to church, but not as often as you should. Right. right. Um, cause you're trying to be you as a couple and things like that. All of us go through that, but there's, I mean, even then you start working and things like that. I mean, I was more engrossed in work and everything that way. I mean, for the work I was doing, um, Sundays was my day off pretty much. Right. So I was like, that's the time to go to church for three hours to, did you want your time for yourself to relax? Yeah, with my wife and week, things yeah. like that, my daughter or whatever at that time. And, you know, so you, you kind of get away from that. And then, you know, you pull away for, for a while. You could. Um, and uh, I think that's that's another transition that, like you guys were talking about, I think it was with Johnny. Yeah, yeah. About a return the, MTC. A return MTC yeah. to go just to have a a, a buffer to go, okay, here's, here's what normal life is going right. to be like or do something. Um, what's, here's your next steps. Cause that's, I think that's a lot of people are lost that way. Um, you know, in that transition, it's like you, you are lost in transition. Yeah. Totally. Um, of course you, most people can come back and just do it. But again, I think you, you see a lot more of that happening now with missionaries coming home and, and leaving the yeah. church. And, and, and so I've, I talked to, I think I mentioned this to Scott, but they've, they've done a study now, um, of mission of young men in the church and those that have served full-time missions 20 years after the mission, 80% of them are still active. And then for those that did not serve missions, it's 5%. But one of the things that they brought up was when we measured it five or 10 years, the number, the percentage was lower than 80%. Um, because of things like you said, you get caught up in being married, you get caught up in a career, but 20 years after, people usually get more settled in their career and they come around to like, oh yeah, I believe that stuff. Need to and I did that stuff and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start going back. And I think the importance of the mission that sticks with you, that even though there's times where it's like things are more difficult, maybe you're not living the way you feel that you should, that comes back to you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I, I need to be doing this a little bit better. And yeah. I think the mission serves as like a marker point for you to be like, oh yeah, I did do that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, my house, we're pretty open about everything. Um, even my kids know every, I mean, my wife will vomit the stuff more than I will. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't tell them that, you know, type of thing. Um, but Mike, I mean, for my house, we we're pretty open. Like, I mean, there, nothing is sacred at the dinner table. <laughs> um, just for the fact, I mean, my kids know what I, I mean, if I drank in high school, if I did stupid stuff in high school, if I smoked or whatever, you know, right. whatever illicit drugs I put in my system, whatever it may be. Right. But, but I think they need to know that. Um, because I, I, I don't feel like, you know, we should hide behind a curtain of, okay, these were my sins. Right. Yes, I've been, I've repented of them and I've been forgiven of them. I feel I've been forgiven of them, right? And that's the biggest part of repentance, uh, of, you know, forgiving yourself. But they need to know that this life is not easy. Right. You make these decisions and those decisions can change and alter whatever may be coming up next. And, uh, you know, I mean, those decisions I made when Tacey and I were married of, of maybe not going to church and not doing what we should, um, but coming back and having that transition of 
you know, my kids were younger and not going to church. They now with seminary and stuff like that, and they, they come home and we have discussions and things like that. That's where come follow me is perfect. So we have those discussions and go, okay. And they're like, dad, I don't, I don't understand this. Well, this is what it is. And this is how it breaks down. So, so it's like they're greenies of, of the gospel because I neglected what they needed to know um, or be taught, you know? So um, coming back into it and of course I come back into it for, a couple of years and all of a sudden I get a call from the state president. I'd be put into a bishopric. Right. So you're like, Oh, this is not a good Throwing idea. You know, <laughs> and I shouldn't, I shouldn't say just a couple of years. It was right. longer than that. But I mean, but I mean, I look at it and go, I mean, my wife and I, this was a detriment to my family somewhere down the line, you know, and trying to make it whole again, or just to give them a good base so they can make the right decisions in their life and my kids can make that right decision go okay if they great if they go on a mission great if they don't not a big deal to me right i uh, i like i said earlier it's not a big deal to me um i'm gonna love them either way no matter what so but the, the choices they make are theirs and they've got to have that free agency and be able to make those choices and make the right choices to move on in this life and hopefully they go the right the right direction right um, and you know, I look at my son, Anthony, he's kind of like Johnny. I mean, he has some anxieties of like, he doesn't like doing sleepovers and things like this, but you know, that's where Johnny was too. But Johnny was successful and did everything he needed to What you know? So those are things that, I mean, and we talk about that. I mean, the boys, the, my kids, we listen to your podcast so they can get a good idea of what a mission is right. and how it is. I mean, right. those are things that. Need we'll to be tell shared. you which episodes not to have them listen oh, to. I, no, <laughs> they need to listen to them all. I mean, th- th- that's what I mean. I mean, our house is pretty open. They need to hear it all. They need to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, that that's the whole point of this life. If, you know, Christ did those things he sacrificed, so people are going to go through some rough stages. And I, th- I think that's the biggest thing with the transparency, I think, with, with, with the culture of the church, like the Utah culture is... I think it tends to be glossed over the fact that, that life is messy, that we need to put on these airs, that everything is perfect. Yeah. And I think you're selling what the gospel is short. Um, right. And, and, and I think still so the same thing with, with you know, sheltering your kids from the world. I don't think we need to glorify, you know, my, my kid's 10 months old, so I don't have a lot of interaction with right. this. But what my brother does is, like, you know, if, if you hear somebody swear, he'll be like, oh, kids, did you hear that word? Yes, okay. We don't say that. Right. But other people say that doesn't that doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah. Or you know we don't drink. Other people drink. That doesn't mean the person's bad though, right? Yeah. So and I think it's separating that. And I think a lot of times within the culture, it's like, okay, these things are sins. We need to stay as far away from this stuff as possible. And it's like, okay, well you're kind of missing the point of what, you know, th- th- those are people that are sinning, and those are people are pretty important. And right. the relationships we can build with those people is probably going to be, you know, more beneficial long term. Yeah. And it's having that transparency of like, look, you know, we all make mistakes, and that's the whole point of this. Like, you know, I have a past, you have a past, we have past, and the gospel and the atonement of Jesus Christ is available for everybody. And right. If, and if we can't talk about the transparency of depression or, you know, exactly. dealing with addiction or dealing with these things, mm-hmm. we're selling what the gospel is short. Well, and yeah, and, and and that's, you know, going back to the, you know, exactly, the depression and suicides are a big thing. Like, we we talk to our kids about that a lot. I, I have a buddy that I um, do some, uh, uh, a nonprofit with that 
you know, Rob Eastman, Rob Eastman. And, uh, I mean, he had a hard, he had a rough past. I mean, the guy now is phenomenal. Right. Um, but these young kids need to have an understanding of what is out there and know, knowing good from good from evil and things like that. You know, Hey, that some of us don't all grow up in, in perfect households, loving family. Yeah. And, and that's missed. And where are they going to gravitate to, to get a piece of that? So, I mean, that's something my kids know all that kind of stuff. And they've, they meet these kids and, um, people that have had some bad pasts and things like that. They see it and they're like, Oh man, how's that happened? Dad? Well, sometimes it happens just because, he, you know, they're good, grew up good LDS. They, they, they can have a, a problem. They can have an addiction. It could be anything from, from porn to whatever, right? right. From all the way up down and, and, you know, I mean, soda is the same thing. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just because I, I drink a Mountain Dew or seven to a day, you know, <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Um, but there's things that that I could do healthier for my, myself and my body and my mind and things like that. Uh, but I think that's where the, uh, you know, uh, president, uh, Hollenstock is, was during conference was a big thing, right? I mean, about how sacrament is sacred. That, that is one of those things that need to be, that's the most important part of church. That's the only reason really why we should be going to church on Sunday is for sacrament. You know, and, and, he, and he joked about, you know, having the kids there with, the, you know, the moms trying to drag their kids in there right. with the Cheerios and everything that way. And, yeah, that is. And then, you know, you know, sell the ox and fill the mire. Right. Yeah. I mean, we all have excuses, you know. And one, one, ex- one thing, my, our, my mission president, I remember this, he told us, he goes, and might be a little crass, but it's true, um, you know. Uh, oh, man, my brain just went. Uh, masturbations like uh, oh no man oh I got I get it I got to get it right for you because that's gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna mess it up ruin it <laughs> mess it up but um, no justifications like masturbation you're only screwing yourself right oh my. <laughs> your mission president said that yeah I, I mean <laughs> so so I mean it, it's true I mean right. it, it's one of those things that just why. I mean, those, the, we can justify everything. You can justify why, why you're here, why, right. you, why you're walking into some place, why you're, why you're doing and, what and you're at, doing. And at the end of the day, I think that you touched on a lot of things that I want to I I answer because I think they've been really good. But one of those things is like I think we live in a dangerous time in which we excuse and we try to figure out why people do the things they do and we take away people make choices. Instead of, instead right. of saying like, Oh, well, they did this because of this, this, and this, instead of saying they did it because they chose they that. They chose to do that. Like, and there are some things, and I think genes and our upbringing are very important and they play a really big role. But at the end of the day, on those big things, it's like, well, you can explain why they did it. But at the end of the day, it's they chose to do that and they were given options and this is the option they took. Yeah. But back on like being open with your kids about what you've done, I was thinking of Alma and like Alma's talking. Alma the Younger's talking to his kids, like, in in his, his three sons, right? And maybe he had more, but he's like, listen, I did all this awful stuff, and it's a way for him to open up about the atonement and about him being able to be forgiven. And 
And so I don't think that's a bad thing because I think you're able to explain like he even says he's like, I was the vilest of sinners. He's like, I yes. drug people down like and and Christ was able to save me from that. Yeah. And I think that's good. I think that's really good for them to see. Um, and then but what you were saying, like, so the church now, I think they've done a better job. They actually now I was just looking it up. If you go into gospel library, they have a my plan for return to missionaries and it's got different chapters. Um, Interesting. The first is trust in the Lord. Second is becoming, fulfilling my life's covenants and purpose, working with a mentor, realizing my goals. I'm um, talking about self-reliance, being self-reliant, overcoming opposition and, and, and the life of service is the last one. I guess there's eight, but I think, I think they recognize that because I felt that big pull too. And I think I've mentioned it on here before is when I got home, like I was like, Oh my gosh, I just gave my all forever. I just want to not do anything. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm done. Like, yeah, you, you're exhausted. Yeah. You're, you're burnt. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to do anything anymore. And I remember listening to a talk by president Iring and he's like, you return missionaries. He said, you think your service is done. And he's like, and us older priesthood holders laughed to ourselves. Like it's just begun. Right. Yeah. Like that's just I the do, beginning. I think I do vaguely yeah. remember that talk. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think, and I, and, and luckily, luckily I think for me, like I, I was able to keep, keep some good habits that kept me going, but I, I, I regret I regret sometimes coming home and having this couple of months. I feel like where I was just like, I'm taking a break. Like I'm home and I'm vacationing. Like I don't, I'm not looking for a job right off the bat. Like I'm going to live off this. Like I'm home. My parents love me a lot more than they did when I left. <laughs> my, <laughs> my mom bought me a guitar right with like the week I got home. I was like, Oh cows. Like I can do whatever. Like anyways, but yeah, I think I can't I, do anything wrong. Yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, but I think that's a big deal. I think kids come home and they're lost and they're like, well, what's next? Yeah. What's yeah. next for me? And, and how do I make that choice? And I think that's a, I think it's a big deal, but I, I don't know. I think, I think there's some good things. I think, I don't know. Anything else you want to add to that or answer oh, that? That was great. awesome. That was good. Um, got you on the end, end, yeah, the any, end all be all. Any other stories we haven't come up? You want to bring up? No. I mean, we've probably exhausted as much as my brain as possible. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. So final question is, you know, knowing what you know now, um, would you go back and talk to 19-year-old Dustin and have him serve a mission again? Oh, yeah. I, I've had many people ask me this, and I would do it all over again because okay. it was a, I think every, you know, and here I'm going to contradict myself, right? Uh, you've got to do some kind of service as, an, as, as a young adult of some sort, be I it agree. job corps, yeah. going into the, the service, military, whatever, military, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I mean, you know, hopefully my kids will do something and do, do it well. Um, but I mean, yeah, I would, I would tell them, dude, you're going to have some fun and, uh, just, just go do what you need to do. Um, but I like, I would do it all over again. I would do it all over again. Now, would I change something? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'd change a few things. Um, you wouldn't grab your, uh, companions, uh, bike, Handle that's for dang sure. You um, I probably would. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. You're, I'm you're not like, that, no, I do that one. Story. I, you're like, I'd crash. I'm not that smart. So you know, short memory. You know, so um, and I think that's one thing. Going back to that, you know, I, again, yes, yeah, that is uh, uh, definitely something I would do. But um, one thing I think I did learn on my mission um, of having um, people tell me no and having a short memory of it. And so you took rejection a lot better. Yeah, that's, that's a I big think, benefit for life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, you know, you tell people all the time, like, I mean, I train salespeople and stuff like that. And, uh, um, in, in the job I did one for, for a while. And the biggest thing is if you, if you get told no, it's okay. 
move on. I mean, I tell my kids the same thing. If you don't ASK, you won't GET, right? <laughs> so if you don't ask, you won't get it. So might as well ask. And worst thing they can tell you is no. Have you been told no before? Yeah. I've told you no many times. <laughs> so, you know, and, uh, you know, so those are, that's a big thing um, for me. But, I mean, yeah, it's, that would definitely do it all over again, you know. Um, and, and, I, and I know a couple of my brothers, yes, they would, and some maybe would say no, yeah. right? And talk to, you know, different circumstances in each mission, right? Well, it was tough. I don't know if I'd do it again. Maybe if it was somewhere else, right? Right. But, um, but no, I definitely pull that trigger all over again. I definitely pull the trigger again and tell them, "Hey, you need to get your crap together okay. a little bit faster," you know, <laughs> and go. Oh, I need to read the wow, first vision. The, the yeah. first vision—that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> right on, you know, type of thing. But other than that, but um, yeah, it would, yeah, it definitely all go it all okay. over again. Um, and one more question. I actually have another question as well. So, the, so the, the other standard question is: so, if President Nelson were to get up in conference and say, "Hey, we need, you know, missionaries back in Louisville," that'd be tough to make that decision now, right? As as an as adult a, with your yeah, responsibilities, uproot. I mean, and and they did it, right? Yeah, and I that's mean, the thing early church, yeah. early church, they did it, and it, it, you know, you, you if you're asked, you'd be like, uh. I make that happen? You're like, right. well, let me, let me see. Let me, let me, can I give me a month to get me ready? But those guys didn't even have that long. Right. Sometimes they're like, grab your person script and see ya. Yeah. Like, well, I can need to get this car paid off and you get this paid off. So it'd be easier for my wife to be able right. to handle that <laughs> stuff. And, um, you know, so, I mean, those would be things that would be the first thing that would go in my head. Right. But you shouldn't have to worry about that because hopefully you have enough faith and trust in the Lord that the Lord take care of that it. would hopefully take care of it. Right. So either my faith's not that great or, you know, so those are those things you look at real fast and go, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go. The hard thing about that question is that since it's a hypothetical, you can take a step back and be like, Oh, that'd be rough. Like that, that, that. But like, I think, I think people don't give themselves enough credit for like how strong they are. If they were asked, I, I remember this is kind of off. I think, I think it actually makes sense. There was this guy that used to be my home teacher and he had a kid with a lot of medical issues and had to sacrifice like this scholarship and like schooling. He was going to be getting somewhere else to stay so he could get the help and all this stuff. And I was like, man, you did, you sacrificed so much for your kid. Like you're such a great guy. And he said, it's nothing that you wouldn't have done put in the same situation and he made me think about like when we're put in certain situations, I think sometimes we rise to the occasion. Right. Yeah. Of like maybe do it. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you were, I mean, it's just like for mili- any, any military guy too. I mean, at, at moments notice, they could be 24 hours and they need to be somewhere. Right. I mean, all of a sudden you're pulling up and you're going, okay, bye guys. You know, I mean, those guys sacrifice a lot so we could have our freedom that we have. I mean, that, that's epic. And, and yeah. would we do the same thing? Yeah, and that's just for the country. Would we do that for the Lord? Right. You know, and we're going to have to somewhere down the road. Right. Yeah. That's, we're going to have to, I mean, and maybe not in our lifetimes, but it could be in our kids' lifetimes. I mean, we've heard this for years, right? Right. 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 We're, sometime we're going to have to pull up roots and go. And you're like, uh, do I want to leave my house and everything right. that I know just to go. Right, right. So, yeah. Okay, and then the final one, what's one piece of advice you'd give any 
future missionaries? I'd say definitely go go open minded, okay. uh, and and what I mean by that is have <laughs> have your have your open mind to new things and new people and to absorb a lot of traditions that you may not be used to because it's a you're going to have to evolve as a person and to accept certain things that that culture or whatever it may be that you're going into and 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 be teachable i mean i think that's that's the biggest thing i mean as long as you've got a good base of of a testimony of some sort right um and it could be minuscule of a testimony but um just a good basic that that will build cuz you'll have an open heart open mind of, of the love of just having love for the people and for those that you're going to be teaching and visiting with. That's about it. Love it. That's awesome. Okay. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Elder Dustin Lawrence in the Kentucky Louisville Mission from 97, 99. That's right. Awesome. Thanks so much. 